Hello, gearheads. This is your favorite new salty snack, DJ Electrify. And welcome to 2024 and the Blind Mike Project. Go to blindmike.net for all Blind Mike information and links. And also watch Why Are You Laughing? as well as Who Are These Socials with Carl on Who Are These Podcast Network. And now the man you've been waiting a year to see, a future San Diegan and Californian, a man with a sixth sense for comedy and edged corners. Blind Mike Geary! Hey, hey. Welcome, everybody. 2024. Nice to see Craig and uh, R. Kelly finally collaborating. It was a catchy song. I don't like that. I don't care. That's the thing. He's like, I don't even care that we're demonetized this week. Yeah. Uh, that that one really got me tapping a toe. You know, that got some, yeah, no, my heel's a little sore. That was fun. <laughs> that was a fun one. So I'm all right that I'm losing money yet again to <laughs> call Craig a pervert. <laughs> it's the sacrifices we make. And I like, uh, I think I like DJ Electrify as the announcer. It's was, nice to hear, I don't know if you watched uh, when you weren't on and Hack Ride filled in, it's nice to hear Electrify get through a sentence for once. I know. Oh, I was, I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I like that. A good, a good intro to start 2024. Welcome, everybody. Thank you to uh, Hack Ride and Electrify for filling in for Craig when he was absent. And thank you to uh, David Collins for filling in for me last week. That show was so funny. I don't get some of the comments I, I, I saw. It. I don't get the people that are like, boring. <laughs> well, no, I take it back. I get the people that are like, I get what David Collins is doing and it's just not for me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But the people that think <laughs> that are like, I don't know. If you don't get David Collins, that's the part I don't understand. Yeah, him dry- I feel like he leaves enough breadcrumbs. Yeah, you know? him dryly destroying Joe Matteris was some of the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. He does seem like a warm gentleman. <laughs> Tom Myers, yeah, so- uh, a little wordy. <laughs> excellent, excellent job by David Collins. And I was surprised how long it was. I, you know, his his style is usually thirty minutes and out. So I appreciate him sticking to the BMP format and making it, you know, over two hours. That was uh, very generous of him to use his time. Guys, go subscribe to David Collins. Check out David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. Uh, they, I was on their uh, end-of-the-year award show. I won an award. You did. You did. Yes. Uh, best uh, best dressed or something. <laughs> Which is always fun. Yes. Uh, so thank you to all the people while I was away, and it's good to be back. I've missed Craig and I haven't broadcast in about a month, I don't think. Not live. Does that seem right? Yeah. We've done yeah. Quincy's, I think. That's about it. Quincy's and probably Why You Laughing is in that time, but that's it. Yeah. No, um, big Why You Laughing coming up this week, by the way. Yes. I won't be on it. That's, ex- that's exciting. That, that's the most exciting yeah. part for people. You're I think. welcome. <laughs> uh, so, hello, folks. Welcome. We've got uh, a lot to get to today. I want to get to... Uh, Cat Williams on Shannon Sharp. They didn't know was a buzz about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've missed. This is how long we've been away. We missed this. I didn't hear a ton of people talk about this one. Am I wrong? The Kevin Spacey uh, Christmas Eve drop. I think for like two hours, but I think it was mostly you just being like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm excited that this is back. We're going to break it all down. I know it's old news at this point, but I don't give a shit. I find it fascinating. The the mental, the psychology of it to me is, is fascinating. Honestly, on both ends from Kevin and Tucker. I was going to say the biggest question mark is with Tucker Carlson for sure. Yeah. Why are you participating in this? But uh, we'll get to that. 
We have some Joe Matteries. Joe Matteries just thrown up his hands and quits. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Uh, a few people sent me some interesting Rodney Dangerfield stuff. And I guess I have to respond because he's begging for it. I guess we have to respond to Stuttering John as well today. He's he's very mad at me. And it took me a minute to figure out why. And I think I've deduced it. It's strange as ever with Stuttering John. So we'll get to all of that today. But first, I want to uh, let you guys know to go to blindmike.net. That's where all of our links are. If you want to subscribe uh, anywhere you get podcasts to this program, Why Are You Laughing, our history of comedy podcast, or who are, who are these socials that I do every Thursday at 6 with Carl on the WATP network. Uh, check all those out. All the links are there, blindmike.net. Um, we appreciate you subscribing wherever you get podcasts. But if you can subscribe on YouTube, that seems to be the way of the future at least for the next two years until they start kicking podcasts off and we have to find somewhere else to go. But for now, uh, you go to YouTube, become a member if you want. If you're not a Patreon member because you don't use Patreon, uh, you can become a YouTube member. You get bonus Why You Laughings there as well as uh, early releases. Um, but you get a little more on Patreon. So check out the Patreon as well. You can still become a member there if you'd like. All those links are at blindmike.net. We appreciate it. And uh, I'm supposed to say this at the end of every segment. I always forget. We accept gifted memberships on YouTube. So please, for the love of Christ, subscribe on YouTube. You know, please. We appreciate it. We need you. Yeah. That was uh, uh, that was excellent with the, uh, I guess we're not going to hit 5,000 and then we sort past It was past like that. eight minutes. I know. As Kirk retweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, later Shane re- Gillis retweeted it too. Did he? But I never know what that means because like, I doubt anyone that just follows Shane Gillis. He's a random, like Shane retweeted a blind guy. Let me subscribe to his. I saw, I didn't see him do. I saw the uh, Matt and Shane quotes uh, account. Maybe uh, that's how he, that's probably how he saw it. I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe. They probably think it's gay blind, Mike. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that motherfucker. The comments we get where it's like, this isn't the same guy. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Why are you on the air more? You You can speak. <laughs> Sorry, folks. They're trying to get gay blind Mike eyes from Mr. Beast, I guess. Uh, um, we got to solve that problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go by blind Mike then, can you? You, you copycat. <laughs> uh, we got some super chats in early. All right. I don't we'll have, get those uh, out. I don't have any fancy jingles, but uh, All right. Matt, for 20 bucks, hashtag VLSBMP, hashtag gearheads. Thank you. <laughs> Nancram, uh, $27.99. Happy New Year. Oh, thank you, buddy. Very kind. Uh, Dominic, two bucks. David Collins was excellent. Way better than Craig. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's nice to have a professional on board for once. <laughs> Turbo, seventy forty nine, five bucks. Will Newsmax still allow Craig on air after the relevation? Re- I think it's revelation you were looking for there. That he hung out with Bill Clinton. Well, don't, dude, don't. We're going to make fun of John times. later. Don't pull a John and correct his spelling. Oh, I'm not saying I don't the appreciate The man's calling you a person. pedophile and your retort is, Oh, well, you, you, you made a typo. You can't spell, so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, tit for tat. I think, uh, I think they'll still allow me on. I think that's part of the. Uh, so I, was, I, I interrupted this question. What was that? Is Newsmax going to allow you on? Yeah, because I hung out with Bill Clinton 59 times. I think that's, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Well, as Craig says to me, like Biden's name is on here 59 times. Craig's is on twice. You know, what's the big deal? Right. I, I realized what was happening. I stopped hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah, Craig was doing maintenance there. <laughs> yeah, someone's uh, got to fix the toilets. <laughs> Magnesium linoleum, five bucks. Congratulations, Mike, on making Stutjo's revenge list, you dumb fuck. 
<laughs> Craig, uh, I mean, uh, Carl. Um, I get it. Uh, congratulated me on joining the Dumb Fuck Club. <laughs> there you go. And a prestigious honor. Uh, Drip Lord, two bucks. Uh, Mick quitting Mick bait is a W for Craig. Hashtag school bus. <laughs> 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 um, we got a new member, Matt, and he uh, gifted five blind Mike Project memberships right after. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, buddy. I don't know how that works, but we appreciate it. I'm sure we'll see him. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, we are caught up for now. Oh, he, everyone already got them. I can see in the chat now. Oh, wow. Well, welcome aboard, folks. Thank you. We appreciate it. Now, let's get into Cat Williams. I'm surprised how many people send me this. <laughs> like a bunch of people sent me the link, asked if uh, I had seen it yet, if we were going to talk about it. I didn't realize uh, how much crossover me and Cat Williams had. <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's because he just went after everybody. Uh, he was on Shannon Sharp's podcast, Club Shay Shay, and it might be the highest viewed podcast like ever. Oh, it, it made the rounds. It was the last. So what, the, I cut clips two separate separate days or timestamp clips two separate days. Uh, the first day I started it, it had 10 million views. The next day when I went back, less than 24 hours later, it was 17 million. So pretty, pretty rapidly, actually, while we're playing this, see how many views it has now. Cause even like the clips of it had millions of views. So it really made the rounds, but I'm curious how much the full episode is up to now, but uh, he went after everybody. So he's kind of been away for a little while. And a lot of people have, if you don't know, a lot of people have gone after Cat Williams for having a drug problem, saying he's crazy. And the one thing I will say about Cat in this interview is, to me, he sounded, say what you want about the, the content of what he's saying, mm -hmm. the subject matter. He sounded co coherent. Yeah. If you had to he guess. He sounded very grounded and, well, grounded might be the wrong word, but he sounded with it, I guess is my point. If you had to guess how many views this thing was at, what would you guess? 24 million. It's at 29 million, 115,762. That's got to be one of the highest viewed podcast episodes ever, I would think, right? I have to imagine. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's an episode of the Big Bang Theory, for God's sake. I mean, Joe yeah. Rogan excluded, it has to be. Yeah. But even like Rogan, I would always hear the numbers thrown out like 11 million or something like that. I heard that Peter McCullough one that he did was over 50. Okay, I, don't, I don't know where that number comes from, but who, who knows? Right. Yeah. This we can see. Thank you, YouTube. Yes. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's just get into it. What is Cat Williams going off on? Because he goes after pretty much if you're a black comic that's worked in the last 20 years, Cat <laughs> uh, Williams has gone after you. Um, Ricky Smiley? So I, the, Ricky Smiley, I know the least about. I know mm -hmm. he was in the Friday movies, and yep. I saw his response. I guess he has his own radio show. Um, so he responded recently, but this is uh, him going after Ricky Smiley, who I guess this is where this all starts. Is Ricky Smiley was on Shannon Sharp's podcast. It's amazing, by the way, that the interviewer that has this is Shannon Sharp. I know. <laughs> a man who can't speak. <laughs> the biggest interview of the year. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't have to speak much during this interview. And, and, and boy, didn't he. <laughs> boy, did he deliver on that. <laughs> Thank God. He had so. good instincts to just sit back and watch. Yeah, so I guess this all stems from Ricky Smiley saying he was originally up for the part that Cat Williams had in Friday. 
You want to set the record straight? Are you kidding me? You let Ricky Smiley sit here and you said out that mouth, you stole Friday after next, the one I was in. <laughs> I wish all, all of America fumbled a bit when that happened. And, and then he said some stuff that we haven't heard in 100 years in Hollywood. You ain't say nothing. This man told you he had Cat Williams' role. He was going to be Money Mike. And Cat Williams... Was gonna be fr- was gonna be the Santa Claus. Now let's three quick points. <laughs> you mean in Hollywood they cast a five foot five black Santa Claus that weigh one hundred and forty five <laughs> pounds? That's your story. Your that would be great. That would have been amazing. Cat Williams and Santa Claus. <laughs> Can we make that movie now? By the way, we have awesome. to. It has to be the new like the bad Santa too. Cat Williams is a guy. It, it, you can't teach what he's doing here. Where simply his voice and cadence is what is making him hilarious. I mean, like, he'll get into some of the things he's saying is also hilarious. But just the way he talks, you could listen to him read the Bible and you'd be laughing. I know. I know. <laughs> he's, he's, it's, it's an intangible that very few people have. It really is incredible. It's like when um, uh, that sto- I love that story when uh, Kevin Hart was bombing once and Patrice O'Neill threw a dictionary at him and told him to read it. It would be funnier. It was uh, a phone book or a phone book. <laughs> like it, read that. If Cat Williams picked up the phone book and started reading it, it would be hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> story is the Ricky Smiley that couldn't even do curse words because he had a Christian fan base. He was going to play the pimp. Why you didn't ask him? Why has he played a woman in more movies than he's played a man? Well, I didn't know he, he shouldn't be able. <laughs> you wouldn't let him. back just a little bit because I want to address what he's actually saying. But I like that he's just like on, you know, former NFL tight end Shannon Sharp show. <laughs> and he's like, why didn't you ask the appropriate follow up? <laughs> uh, he's got fucking CTE, cat. Give him a break. <laughs> he's drooling as you're asking. <laughs> Why, why didn't you ask him? <laughs> he's not a skilled interviewer. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't even do curse words because he had a Christian fan base. He was going to play the pimp. Why you didn't ask him why has he played a woman in more movies than he's played a man? Well, I didn't know he, he shouldn't be able. You wouldn't <laughs> let a, 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 a athlete that been on steroids talk about one of the greats. <laughs> Is the dress the steroids in this analogy? I think so. <laughs> Performance enhancers, <laughs> which he does kind of get into, I think, in the next clip. Well, so this is a big thing with Cat Williams is the dress. He talks about, I don't think we have the clip of him talking about Martin Lawrence also. No. Where he's like, Martin Lawrence promised me uh, that he would put me in these movies. The next thing I know, I look at the script. He's got me in a dress. <laughs> and he's like, I-, I said, let Brandon T. Jackson play that role. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ricochet shots all over the place. Now, I think there are more ricochet shots than actual uh, bullets being fired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, this is oh, him so ta- we have now, Cedric? This is him talking about the dress. Oh, okay. All right. He was so egregious. I put in my contract that I won't work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's in a dress. Now, what there's, was no way. <laughs> there's no way that holds up legally. <laughs> Could it, though? <laughs> Like your honor, clearly, uh, my client, Mr. Williams stated, because <laughs> like, I mean, he, he didn't would si- only work with uh, Mr. Smiley if he was dressed up like a little girl, <laughs> if he had pigtails and a, a comically large lollipop, that's the only situation. <laughs> I bet this will, someone will find out if this is true. And if it is, that'll be amazing.
That's that's the greatest. Imagine putting that in like just some stiff lawyer has to put that in print. It's like well, only well, under the conditions that it's like a contractor who bids like four times what the job is worth and gets it. <laughs> Ricky Smiley will wear a dress in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> I put in my contract that I won't work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's in a dress. Now, what was Ricky Smiley's next movie? Was it First Sunday? Did he wear a dress in it? You bet he did. It's in my contract. <laughs> Why would you put that in your, put in your contract? <laughs> That's where he's the unbelievable. Hey, that was a good question. <laughs> the Tony and the question. It's like, why would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you bullying this man? He's like, you just sitting on that couch. I'm friends with him. And so I, I don't understand his gripe with Ricky Smiley. I don't I don't know enough about the situation. I don't know a lot about Ricky Smiley. Me either. Shame on me. But it seems like he's punishing Ricky Smiley because he knew in the future that Ricky would claim he was up for Cat's role. Which I don't even get the grievance with that. What's the issue? That's how a lot of movies, you hear that all the time where it's like, well, we originally auditioned this man for this part and we realized so-and-so would be better, so we moved him over here. That makes me think that there's truth to the him being up for that role. Yeah, it's like, I can't have this out. <laughs> I'd love to know if that's just how, like... Hollywood has been for years. Like Wahlberg is like, I'm not going to work with fucking uh, the rock unless he, <laughs> unless he's dressed like a little girl. Unless he's only in tank tops that make him look huge. <laughs> put that in your, put this in your contract. Cat. That's where he's the unbelievable actor. <laughs> him and Tyler Perry can't play a man to save their life. <laughs> they play good women. And I believe that the best actor should be in the best role. <laughs> The way the comedic time, the genius of Cat, the way he just takes a sip there. I know. They, they play good women. It's very, now that's a great movie script, like a mafia scene. <laughs> <laughs> just Tony Soprano is like, hey, you ever seen him wear men's clothes? I don't think so. It's like when they told Bobby Bacala he's playing Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> the implications that he makes about so many of these, he's like, and Shannon doesn't, you know, ask any follow-ups so cat williams has the freedom to just go i don't know you ever seen him dress like a man and could be good in a movie what was this next show what was his next movie shannon <laughs> it's in his contract <laughs> that can't be legally binding but what do i know about the law <laughs> there's a chance it is which is hilarious that's great yeah that's old school hollywood baby uh next is uh steve harvey and cedric he really, I think more than anyone, he hates Steve Harvey. Ooh, yeah. uh, I would say I'm trying to, th I'm trying to rank the hatred that he has in this interview. I would say Cedric and Steve are probably one and one, eh? two, two, two <laughs> and one. Yeah. I think yeah. Steve is probably number one, but uh, listen for yourselves. Cedric did the same thing. Cedric told you. Oh, when sorry, you I should set it up a little better for those of you that haven't listened to every episode of why Are you laughing, which you should. Um, we did an episode on the original Kings of Comedy, and we talked about this situation where uh, Cedric and Cat have had beef. Cat uh, Williams claims Cedric stole a joke from him, and uh, Cedric says the timeline doesn't line up correctly. Cat claims it does, and I've since seen videos that kind of, I think kind of prove Cat's point, but that's where this all stems from is joke stealing. 
Cedric did the same thing. Cedric told you when you asked him, did you steal Cat Williams' joke? Yeah. He said, it don't line up. How it don't line up that I did it on TV How in 2018? At the end of the day, what Cat Williams is really doing is just calling Shannon out over and over again for being a bad interviewer. <laughs> He's like, here's another guest you had on that you didn't ask them. <laughs> here's another big miss of yours. I'm going to point it out right on your own show. Let's point it. Shannon swings and misses. He has Ricky Smiley on. Didn't ask him about the dress. He has Cedric on. Doesn't ask him about the joke. Shannon looks jacked out of his mind right now. Like I'm gonna fucking kill you as he's like doing this. There are so many pauses in this interview where Shannon is like, "I'm just in." I think even Shannon knows. Like I'm in over my head here. Like this should be handled by. Uh, Mike Wallace. (laughs) I don't know who has the ability to interview this man. This interview just wipes Shannon's brain. He's got to catch up on YouTube like the rest of us. (laughs) How it don't line up that I did it on TV in 2018. You came to see me at the comedy store do it in 2019. uh, They get to this later, by the way, just so everyone knows. He just fucks up the years. He says 2018 and 2020 or something like that. They later ask him, and I kind of knew this was the, he just said the years wrong because there's something involving Steve Harvey in 2018. Uh, he means like 98 and 2000. So he just fucked up. It was just a mistake. In 2019 and then did it on the Kings of Comedy. Like what doesn't line up? I This is a televised joke that Mark Curry helped me punch up and get to the level that it was. The same Steve that went to go watch Mark Curry do his whole sitcom and then stole everything Mark Curry had. Now Steve got a sitcom where he the principal and he wear a suit and he... And then he gets this so high time. you saying, if you don't know Mark Curry, I believe that's uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, right? I don't know, actually. Let me look that I'm pretty up. sure. And Cat uh, is suggesting, which if you go back and look, it's like, I guess that is the exact same plot where uh, yes, the Steve is. Harvey show is just a ripoff of hanging with Mr. Cooper. It is. Yep. <clears throat> Fade, making all black men think he got the best lineup in the business, and it's a man <laughs> unit. Then you ask it, why you not a movie star? I didn't want to be a Can movie I star. Steve Harvey for a second. Of course. Did people think that was his real hair? Maybe it was a perfect square. It was. <laughs> I don't know how it would possibly stay that way. It would way. be insane if it looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the barber, you're like, I know what I need. <laughs> give me the Steve Harvey. Give me the give me the perfect cardboard box. <laughs> this the same Negro that hated on Bernie with this same thing. I didn't want to be a movie star. No, you couldn't be a movie star. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asked for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good over and look like Mr. Potato Head. There ain't none. You have to have a range. Hold on again. Where Cat has some great ideas. I sure would like to see that movie. <laughs> he does look like Mr. Potato Head. This this summer, a country bumpkin that can't read. <laughs> that sounds like it has racist implications, so this better be a black film. Also, I feel like Steve Harvey hosts like 40 shows. I think he can talk pretty well. Uh, well, most of the clips. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I understand he's like he fucks up sometimes, but like he's a he's a good host. Like if he was if he was writing us super chats, it would be some spelling mistakes for sure. There's Craig's racism. <laughs> I played a lot of characters, 60 movie roles. I'm not playing Cat Williams in there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Cat, you are. We might not let you drink anymore the way you, you, I mean, we ain't even got. I'm not fueled by alcohol. 
I've had a sip less than you. <laughs> and when he has a sip, it's to drive home a point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for dramatic pausing only. He, he only has a sip for dramatic effect. <laughs> and then he's, again, another ricochet shot where he's like, Less than you, Shannon, drunk off your ass. Well, they each have a <laughs> bottle of Hennessy, and Shannon's is way more empty. <laughs> there, there's a point where where uh, Shannon just fucking is pouring a drink. He's like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, please. He, so when he's, he, I like that he calls uh, Steve Harvey a country bumpkin, but he also indicated that I guess, according to Cat. Um, Bernie Mac was in, was he in all the Oceans movies? I don't know. Whichever role he played in like Oceans 11 or 12 or whichever one he was in. I guess uh, what Kat was suggesting is that Steve uh, called up and tried to get Bernie out of that film and take his role. That's what he was suggesting with the uh, Bernie Mac stuff there. Pretty interesting. <laughs> Kings of Comedy stabbing each other in the back. That's dirty. Yeah. I've had I, a I think Bernie's definitely a better actor. I, I love Bernie Mac as an actor. Oh, like yeah. I don't think Steve Harvey is a great uh, actor necessarily. He's a good host though. You got to give him that. He's a good game a show host bumpkin. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now all I see is Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I've had a sip less than you. The truth don't need motivation. I'm just saying I can't let these dudes lie. Cedric's sitting here telling you why he ain't a movie star. He over here look like a walrus. You didn't say nothing. He can't even get his arms off his stomach sitting over here. Why I'm not a movie star. What? He never wrote anything. Remember, when Cedric the Entertainer starts, he's supposed to be singing, dancing, and telling jokes. That's why he's called the Entertainer. We found out he can't sing, can't dance, and doesn't write jokes. He did Four comedy specials. They're so bad, Shannon. They're not available on Netflix or Tubi. Can I say that again for the audience? They're so bad that they're not available on Netflix or Tubi. I thought he did have a Netflix special, didn't he? Let me. Ch- I'll check right now. <laughs> We're just fact checking Cat Williams. This can't all you be gotta, right. You got. I, I, I will defend Shannon Sharp for a moment. Is that he's burdened with the task of defending black comedy over the last twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> he, he he's getting names just tossed at him. He has to defend. <laughs> Can we please talk about Chappelle? I got that one. Well, Chappelle's the only guy that he likes. Oh, really? Uh, Chappelle's the only guy that he defends. I think Chappelle was good to him, and it seems like the the the. We did an episode on this as well. The uh, black men playing roles that make them wear a dress. That was a big part of the whole Chappelle show thing. Like when he came back, he talked a lot about the the idea that the industry wants him in a dress. Cat Williams kind of claims that he planted that seed in Chappelle's head, basically. Like that all came from uh, the kind of this theory that Cat Williams has. I still don't fully understand it because... I get what they're saying is that they're trying to, you know, emasculate them or something. But if you look at the amount of like white men, just on SNL, the amount of white men that have played women, I don't quite understand. It's a, it's a silly image. Imagine a Craig in a dress right now. It's a fun, we're all laughing. It's having, a fun image. Having a good time. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, live from The Ville on Netflix. Yeah. Well, come on, guys. Kat. I hate to break the fourth wall, but it seems Cat Waves may have been uh, 
Telling half-truths. I don't like this. That means there's something up with the dress and the uh, contract, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows if Ricky Smiley was ever up for this role? <laughs> I have no idea. Does he exist? <laughs> uh, next, we have him uh, talking about Kevin Hart. All right. Working his way towards more modern times now. <laughs> he's just going in. Yeah, he's got a timeline. He's going in chronological order. <laughs> yeah. <floor. Yeah. laughs> Uh, Guy Tory did a beautiful special about the comedy store and Fat Tuesday where he said that Steve and Cedric and Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish came through there and made all lies. Steve and Cedric okay, never. Guy Tory, another ricochet shot where he <laughs> says Guy Tory made a beautiful special about the comedy store that was full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. It was beautiful how chock full of lies this thing was. <laughs> Came through there and made all lies. Steve and Cedric never performed at the comedy store at all. Tiffany was only seen at the Laugh Factory in 15 years in Hollywood. No one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold-out Kevin Hart show. There being a line for him <laughs> ever get. He did. He did just sell out Lincoln Financial Stadium. <laughs> he sells out. He sells out football fields. <laughs> now, I gotta. If, if you were at a football stadium. Mm-hmm. And there were a few seats empty. I'm not going to nitpick there. <laughs> no. You know, come on. Maybe, sure, maybe technically not every seat was full. But come on. The guy sold 80,000 tickets. <laughs> no one remember. Now, I, no, I think what he's saying is that, uh, and he's going to get to his point. But he's saying in the early days of Kevin Hart, he was not like this crazy successful comedian. Isn't that how so they, how all, he, isn't that how how they all work out, though? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> Isn't that the trajectory of comics? Even Matt yeah, Rife wasn't selling point. out clubs at first. Yeah. I remember when no one listened to Tim Dillon's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> he actually made a good point. Yeah, that is. So he worked his way to fame is what you're saying. Yeah. But no, he has a different theory. <laughs> The standing ovation at any comedy club. He already had his deals when he got here. Have we heard of a comedian that came to L.A. and in his first year in L.A. he had his own sitcom on network television and had his own movie called Soul Plane that he was leading? No, we've never heard of that before that person or since that person. What do you think a plant is? Uh, Didn't that happen to Burt Kreischer and Joe Rogan? Well, they're industry plants. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, he gets to Rogan as well. So Kevin Hart responded to this and was like, um, you know, you got you to get rid of that hate in your heart, cat." and then just promoted his movie, which is kind of funny. He promoted Cat's movie? No, promoted Kevin's movie. Oh. <laughs> He's like, anyways, in the meantime, watch the trailer for my new Netflix movie, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But there's an old, so this is this rivalry has been going on for years because I saw a clip from uh, the Breakfast Club that was going around from, I think, five or six years ago where they asked him about some of the Cat Williams stuff. And Kevin really goes off on Cat back then, where he's like, why do you think Cat's not as successful as me? It's not because he's not as funny. It's because he doesn't work as hard. He doesn't show up to, like, things he's supposed to do to promote movies or promote gigs, whatever. He just blows them off. So that's Kevin's point is, like, I'm a harder worker than you. There's not a conspiracy. (laughs) Everyone does know and acknowledge that you are funny, Cat Williams. Yeah, like Cat Williams is one of the funniest guys ever. <laughs> Just a natural. Like, listen, listen to him right now. He's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even saying anything. <laughs> but he kind of acts like there's this conspiracy around him when it's. I think he just, you know, he does what he wants. Which historically, and you know, you could say there's problems in the industry with this, and I understand that. But historically, guys that just do whatever the fuck they want 
don't have as good a career as Kevin Hart, who does everything he's supposed to do and shows up. And I watched that uh, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart documentary they just put out on Netflix. I thought it was going to be like, who gives a shit? It was actually pretty good. And Kevin Hart mentions, I like that he mentions like Voss and Norton and Colin Quinn and all those like New York guys. He's been interacting with them on Twitter a lot more lately. Yeah. Which well, it's funny to see him finally give Big J uh, yeah. props. He's like, ah, sorry, this took so long. Hey, you've really come a long way. Because <laughs> it was funny because uh, uh, he was talking about Shane Gillis, and he's like, this is like some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Uh, he's and, like, no, this is comedy. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> Kelly's like, what about your good friend Big J? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's weird to me is like, I've heard Big J talk about this, and I think it's an interesting point where um, when the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing happened, Kevin Hart was doing some interview where he gets like tearful and he's like, I mean, man, those are both my brothers. Those are two of my best friends. And big J's like brothers. <laughs> like these are your considered your brother. Like Jay's name was on Kevin's phone bill. Cause Kevin didn't have good enough credit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith is your brother. Like that's crazy to me. But I think when you're in that level of fame, there are, you know, you can only relate to certain people really like, you know, right. it's hard to fucking go to an Eagles game with Jay Okerson when you're going to get mobbed. Cause you've played there yourself. Right. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> so I, I, I understand that. Like Kevin's at a like crazy different level, but anyways, his, uh, his, his, his back to his beef with cat. Was that the end of that clip? Nope. All right, let's hear it. Maybe people don't understand the definitions of these words. He just did his documentary with Chris Rock where he shows you that his whole upbringing in comedy was on the East Coast. Yeah, it was. So how simultaneously was he here in Los Angeles doing the same thing? Points. Yeah, this is, <laughs> they've been around for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, he flew back and forth, I think is the answer. <laughs> I want, here's the thing, like I want to agree with Kat. It's just logically, it doesn't quite make sense. Wait, Kevin Hart is a plant. Why? Now, if you want to say Kevin Hart is more famous than Cat Williams because he's safer, I mean, clearly that's obviously. The case. Yeah, he's not. Like, <laughs> Kevin Hart's not smacking up cashiers at like dollar stores. <laughs> no one would say Kevin Hart's a better. I mean, maybe some people would, but I don't think anyone in their right mind really would say Kevin Hart's a funnier human being. And Cat Williams. I think I think Kevin Hart's funny. It's like I don't I don't think Kevin Hart's unfunny, but I watch his specials and I don't understand the football stadiums. That's what doesn't compute to me. Is like this seems fairly bland. Yeah. Like it doesn't. There's nothing that stands out to me. Is like oh my god, this is a generational talent. Yeah, I, when he was doing stand up full time, I thought he could have been on that trajectory, but then he stopped and was doing like weird sets and then kind of shooting specials without. Haven't really worked on the stuff. Yeah. And, and I also think he's like a funny actor. Like I always thought he would have been perfect. Hey, he was actually offered the role of a uh, Brandon T Jackson in Tropic Thunder. Oh, was he? Which makes sense when you go back and watch that movie. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. Like, at that time, this is how much things have changed. Uh, Kevin didn't want to play the role because he, th that character ends up being gay. <laughs> he's got a big thing <laughs> with that. He keeps getting caught in that web. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like, I don't know what the similarity, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, I don't know. It seems like they don't want to play those roles for some reason. I can't quit put my finger on it. <laughs> At least Dave Chappelle just comes out and says it. 
<laughs> but yeah, so the the um oh the other thing Rogan's name kept getting thrown around. Like every headline I saw was Cat Williams attacks uh Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart and like but Joe Rogan was always in there. And so I had to listen to the full two hours and forty nine minutes to find this Rogan thing. I didn't even bother pulling the clip because basically what he says is um, Joe Rogan doesn't want to have me on his podcast. He'll have six guys on that are not as funny as me. And uh, Rogan responded and was like, Cat, we talk about you all the time. I would love to have you on. <laughs> please come here. <laughs> please, yeah, please. Like, Rogan would love that. <laughs> he, he's always talked about how much he likes Cat Williams. Constantly. So I don't know who that was a shot at. If it was the Protect Our Parks guys or the, just the idea that I'm guessing uh, it's the fact that Rogan has propped up guys like Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen and you know, a lot of people would say Burt Kreischer and people like that. Chris D'Elia, by the way. <laughs> um, but the fact that like Rogan propped up guys like that, that you would argue maybe aren't as uh, funny as their careers would indicate. I think that's probably who Cat was talking about. But I mean, he'll, he'll, he also had Chappelle on, you know, so by Cat's standard, like Rogan will definitely have you on. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he have him on? He's got like he had an Alex Jones on. I think he's yeah. fine with just but about that anybody. Was compared to compared to some of these, that was a minor. It was kind of a way of just complimenting Shannon Sharp. He's like, Rogan won't have me on, so I'll do this podcast. <laughs> I'll do the next biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was looking at these numbers. I was like, and I I went back to see some of the like when Ricky Smiley was on and some of the other podcasts he mentioned. Shannon Sharp's podcast consistently gets like millions of views. He's like huge ever why? since ever since he left Fox Sports, he like blew up. I don't understand why. I, I was the Stephen A. effect, man. <laughs> I mean, when he when he keeps calling him Skip and he gets pissed and punches the desk, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so people are probably like, "What's that?" Up? Was a great moment, but that doesn't make you listen to his podcast every week. I, I just don't get the numbers. But yeah, they're huge. Good, good for Shannon, I guess. I get the numbers on this one for sure. Everyone likes is a good gossip. His, is he is he on his own or is he part of some um, corporation? Uh, it's his own YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was trying to remember if he left. He's on the, uh, yeah, I guess else. this wouldn't be a, um, this wouldn't be a, uh, um, a, a ESPN podcast. You don't think sure. Disney's uh, sponsoring this interview? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can't have some Hennessy and uh, go off on comedy. So there's nothing about anything but Shannon Sharp in the descriptions or links or anything. I think he's on his own. Oh, good for, I mean, good for him, I guess that's. Yeah, it's impressive. 2.13 million subscribers on YouTube, Shannon Sharp. That's wild. That's crazy. Um, Next, we have uh, (laughs) Harvey Weinstein. Here's where we get into some good stuff. (laughs) Here's where Cap makes some implications that I don't care how true they are. I'm willing to buy them. (laughs) I believe it. I was, they canceled me for talking about Harvey Weinstein before the thing came out, but he offered to suck my penis in front of all my people at my agency. I've never heard that. Suck my penis. (laughs) People have have said a lot of things about Harvey Weinstein. I've never heard, come on, just let me suck your cock. (laughs) Come on, man. You want this role, don't you? (laughs) Please. Just let me suck your cock. I've heard uh, Harvey do a lot of devious things. I haven't heard that one yet. That's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's a nice new twist. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it kind of reframes. Maybe you could say he's a, he was ahead of his time. He was I guess I, I guess say uh, all these boring Harvey Weinstein stories. This is quite refreshing. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. He jerked off into a plane. Like, we haven't heard that before. Yeah, we get this it. This is the good stuff. Did he offer to suck your cock? <laughs> I was, they canceled me for talking about Harvey Weinstein before the thing came out, but he offered to suck my penis in front of all my people at my agency. What am I supposed to do? Uh, excuse me, everyone, if you could give me your ear. I'd like to suck Cat Williams' cock. <laughs> Someone named Stacy's just making a copy right next to it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just starts talking. He's like, uh, if everyone could... And then he just looks over at someone making copies. He's like, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Sorry, Harvey. I'll give you my full attention. <laughs> like a proposal. <laughs> Uh, to the people of Miramax, <laughs> if you could all listen to me for a moment, <laughs> I've got some big news. <laughs> he gets if like, cat, uh, you know, if cat unzips his fly here. You're going to have yourselves the next uh, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to be big. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? He did all of that. I'm thinking I'm the only black person on the script. I get there, it's three other black guys on there. Woo. Huh. You wonder what they did. <laughs> I told him no. What y'all do? <laughs> <laughs> now Shannon's having fun. He's just like, well, whatever. You know, we can bash Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> He's a good way through his bottle of Hennessy. He's just having fun. <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Sharp's getting in on it. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein was a busy guy, man. <laughs> He's just bored. You got you to gotta applaud. And this guy's schedule was always chock full. He's quite big for a guy that's on the move that much. You can't call him lazy, you know? <laughs> um, this is the last clip. This is a- Oh, yeah, this is another. So he's talking about uh, P. Diddy. And uh, we've heard some rumors recently about Diddy. Am I wrong? Sean Combs? Yep. There have been some rumors about uh, some of his parties and Cat, yet again, ahead of the curve. Like, no, not they offered him 50 million and he turned it down. Who going to turn down 50 million? Now, I've had to turn down 50 million dollars four times. Okay, well, that's another one I loved. <laughs> Who would He's do that? About Chappelle. He's talking about Chappelle turning down 50 million. Who's going to turn down 50 million? Other than me, Quattro. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> I could have had $200 million, but no thank you. Four times, just to protect my integrity and that virgin hole I was telling you about. <laughs> right. Because uh, P. Diddy be wanting the body. And you got to tell him no. You got to tell him no. I, I did. I did. See, I got the receipts for everything I'm telling you. That's why I can say I'm so freely. Shannon's losing it. <laughs> Shannon, his follow-ups weren't always great. His reactions were, come on, Pat. <laughs> he just tried to leave and he just started pouring another glass of fantasy. Uh, Shannon's just like, leave the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> they each have their own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can we go back a little bit? I want to hear that again. Yeah. Million. Now, I've had to turn down $50 million four times. Four times, just to protect my integrity and that virgin hole I was telling you about. Right. I want to know which was uh, more important. Be one- What's that? I want to know which was more important, his integrity or his virgin hole. <laughs> well, judging by him. Like, which would he have sold out first, I guess, is what I'm asking. I think his integrity. That virgin hole staying <laughs> that way forever. 
<laughs> I'm not spreading my cheeks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my integrity. <laughs> but no fingers going near this. <laughs> Because uh, P. Diddy be wanting the body. And you got to tell him no. You got to tell him no. I, I did. I did. See, I got the receipts for everything I'm telling you. That's why I can say them so freely. Uh, yeah, I like that he says he has the receipts, which indicates that. Sean, could you say that again into the microphone, please? I'd like that for my uh, my receipt. <laughs> or he's got a, a picture of Diddy's <laughs> mouth around his cock. Well, giving a thumbs up. Like, yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> I only, I only did this for the picture, just for proof. <laughs> so Kat's taking uh, no prisoners. <laughs> I'm going to have to go listen to this whole thing. It's uh, it's two hours and 49 minutes, I think. So it's quite long, but it's a lot of that. And they do, they get into his life at times and stuff like that. So uh, I, I want to do a Cat Williams, why are you laughing? So I'm sure I'll revisit this <laughs> at some point for some of the early stuff that he talks about. But, Good. Uh, whew. It was a doozy. Yeah, I, I I definitely recommend. So they put out some of the segments, too, which also have millions of views. So, like, um, you can find just the, you know, him talking about Steve Harvey and Cedric and that sort of stuff in an easier way. So, uh, by the way, guys, don't forget, subscribe on YouTube. You know, we're supposed to say that a lot. Subscribe so on YouTube. Become a, so. become a member if you'd like. Or go to blindmike.net for the Patreon. we got to get Cat Williams on the show. Yeah. It's a, I... I, I I think I would just do what Coach HP does if I had Cat on. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't blame like, you. Cat, how did you get to be the greatest of all time? Please. And just let him go off. Yeah, I, I would do the Shannon Sharp where I take a nice inhale like I'm going to say something and then Cat's going to interrupt me and just drop something huge. <laughs> yeah, you, and he's a guy that you can listen to for two and a half hours. Oh, so, easily. So go check it out. Uh what should we uh, what should we get to next here? Oh well, we got to get the stuttering John, right? Stuttering John, Joe Matarese. Let's uh, get to let's let's get John out of the way, um, because he's begging me to talk about him. I guess so. We'll do it. <laughs> now I had a couple weeks ago. We we stopped talking about John for a while, and then a couple weeks ago I did it with Cardiff Electric. It was fun, and I was like, all right, we'll take, you know, maybe we'll do it once a month or something. And I figured. There's not going to be, I, I haven't watched John this week. I was away. I was like, why bother? And then I see a tweet out of nowhere. Oh no. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, incorrect about my timeline. The day before he said, uh, someone alerted me to this. He said that he likes, he's a, why are you laughing fan? Oh really? Did you know this? Yeah. No. Well, well, hold on a second. So he says uh, that I, he goes, I got to give blind Mike props. He's a really good broadcaster. What? He said he listened to Howard Stern versus Opie and Anthony, and I did a really good job with it. Uh-huh. I was, and I, yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, where's he going with this? And that was it? Yeah, he just moved on. He said he really liked the episode. That's what, that was probably my favorite episode, too. Now, it's we, what's weird is... He liked an episode where I was talking about someone else and thought I did a good job with it. Isn't that interesting? We didn't bring him up at all. Not really, no. Huh. Yeah, so he liked he, he liked that episode. That's interesting. Then I see a tweet on Friday where he says, um, I'm doing a show 
I'm going to torch blind Mike for 20 minutes or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? And by the way, this is how you know how John's like career is doing is the, the tweet had like three likes on it. Ooh. And then I quote tweeted it. Steve Robinson quote tweeted it and Kirk retweeted that. And then finally it gets some views on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so I guess he's going to torch me and I'm like, what is this about? So we have uh, him talking about me. We won't play all of this because hack Ride found like 14 minutes of him talking about me the other day. Who knows? Maybe we uh, will. We'll see how far it goes. <laughs> well, I'll just say, I'm going to warn you. And this is rare for John. It gets a little repetitive. Really? Yeah, it's weird. He mentions I'm a dumb fuck one or two times at least. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll get through all 14 minutes, but you, let's uh, let's you, fire it up. Let's see. You, what is you it? have him all flustered that he's going to repeat himself? What, <laughs> what do you think his problem is with me? Uh, the one he says or the real one? Uh, whatever. What, when, you, when you saw that tweet, when I uh, quote tweeted that, what would you guess his issue with me is? Um... Either uh, the point dabble point or the potato. That's very interesting. That was my first thought is, oh, he saw me do an episode with Cardiff after he complimented me. Let's see if that's what it is. A lot going on in the dabble verse. Blind Mike is an idiot. <laughs> All right. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Greg Poehler tweeted me that clip. <laughs> I saw. And my only thought was, and Kirk mentioned this once in a while. It's very funny. Because of Kirk. Amy Poehler's brother is tweeting out a clip of stuttering John insulting me. Me, me and Greg are on the outs right now. Why is that? He said he needs a version of why you laughing to come out where I'm muted. Well, we all want that, Greg, in a perfect world. So me and him on the outs. I understand. But isn't that weird? Like, it's like. So Amy Poehler's brother is watching John only because Kirk retweeted this. Like it's a, from, it's a bizarre world from Sweden, <laughs> which is just a fun wrinkle. All right. So a lot going on in the devil verse. Blind Mike is an idiot. Great transition. <laughs> I said that drop to uh, Coleman this morning, by the way, yeah, make, sure, make sure he has it. Uh, why, why am I? Now, there are a lot of reasons I am. I'm an idiot. Let's see why John thinks that going on in the devil verse. Blind Mike is an idiot. Okay. He does his show, but he doesn't do any, he doesn't do any research. That show he liked that you do I mean, all the research on. That's hilarious coming from John, by the way. I mean, one episode of Why You Laughing is more research than John has done in the last 10, 10 years of broadcasting. Easy. Which is not a compliment to myself, by the way. <laughs> that means I spend at least eight minutes on it. <laughs> Uh, hilarious coming from this idiot who gets duped. I mean, weekly by Reddit. <laughs> they send him clips. I mean, like the John's played people shitting and saying the N word on his show because he didn't watch the full clip and I don't do any research. That's great. So let's see what research I didn't do that for this moron. I mean, zero fucking research. How do you do a show, like, if you're going to do a show about me, which he did, like, who didn't? Hold on, hold on, okay. What do you think he's talking about? That would make me have to assume it's Cardiff. That's interesting. It's interesting you say that. Let's see if he mentions anything I did with Cardiff. Because I'm still thinking, 
did a show about it. I've done one show about John in the last three months at this point, right? Um, two, two and a half, three months. That's when we stopped talking about John for a little while. It'd been a while, yeah. Yeah, so I did. We did the, the funeral of Suttery John, and then obviously I caved, you know, a month and a half in or whatever. But maybe, maybe more like two months. We'll give it two months. I, I've talked about John once. So it would have to be that, right? Let's find out. Oh, I am the goat. But he does a show about me, and it's incorrect. And he goes, Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And then I've. Hold on. I've done I've countless said that. <laughs> I've done countless shows with you at this point. Uh you talk like that all the time. <laughs> I've never gone Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's been many times where it's like, and here's your host, blind Mike Geary. Eh. The music comes on and fades out and you go, Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> what can I remember, John? What the fuck are you talking about? Supposed to be a show about me, and I'll play you some clips, but it's ridiculous. It's supposed to be impartial. And it immediately goes right into trashing me. Okay, impartial. Any any clues yet? Impartial. It's supposed to be impartial. Is this point dabble point? No. I I haven't been on there in uh, at least a month. Impartial? What the fuck? Yeah. It's interesting. I'll give you a hint, Craig. The man that can't figure out was on the show that John is referring to. So let's let's still let's find out and see if he gives us any more clues. It's not even like it's supposed to. He goes, I'm not. You know, I'm going to play like we don't know who stuttering John is. And then within seconds, he's a whack packer. He's this. He's not as important. Do you have enough? No, no. <laughs> this is where this is where I figured it out. So I'll let everyone else in because it is confusing, but I figured it out. John is very angry and tweeted out that he was going to torch me and says I'm an idiot because he found an episode of Why Are You Laughing from 13 months ago and thought it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that thought crossed my mind, but I was like, there's no way that's it. So I didn't even say it. Yeah, he just, this is what John does is like, he find, he's so out of touch. Which episode? The Curious Career of Stuttering John. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was, it was over a year ago. <laughs> so uh, we did an episode about John and go back and listen to it because I did, because I had to, because of this idiot. <laughs> So I watched the first 10 minutes. John says I do this all, all in the first five minutes. It's not true. He's wrong. Um, so I had to watch the first 10 minutes to find what he was talking about. Go back just a little bit because I want I want to point by point, point dabble point, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, show you what he's talking about. And for those of you that are real curious, go watch The Curious Career of Stuttering John on uh, Why Are You Laughing? Because I thought we did do a pretty good job of presenting it. I don't know that I said I would be impartial, but I did try to approach it like I would any other episode of why Are you laughing, where it wasn't a, a bash fest. We played clips of John and reacted to him. I thought is what we did. According to John, we did not. To trash me. It's not even like it's supposed to. He goes, I'm not, you know, I'm going to play like we don't know who stuttering John is. And then within seconds, He's a whack packer. He's this. 
the the whack packer. So mm-hmm. it's a fact. What I say is is that John has a certain opinion of who he was on the show. He thinks um, he's on the same tier as Robin, Fred, and Gary. I would put him maybe a notch below that. Mm-hmm. And I said, I say there's an element of him that is a bit like a whack packer in the sense that he's there to be mocked. But the point I'm making is the reason I brought this up is I said that if John retired after the tonight show and wasn't doing this shit that he's doing now, then the legacy of John would be similar to like the example I used was Beetlejuice. And I can see why that would be insulting to someone. (laughs) But the point that I'm making is John would be beloved. No one would look at him as a horse's ass. They would say, oh, that lovable guy that went out and asked the questions and Howard made fun of him. He was a bit of a goofball, but who cares? He was funny. We like John. That's the point I was making. The comparison I was making to whack Packers was that John is similar to them in that like he's a lovable buffoon. Now that is me not doing my research, I guess. I don't know where I could research that. <laughs> Does, does the Dewey Decimal System have anything about that? How can I, how can I find? <laughs> where, do, where, is the, where are the documents that say how much John was respected on the Howard Stern show? There's charts everywhere. <laughs> Research. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I looked through a few encyclopedias. John was respected more than Beetlejuice. That's facts. Yep. <laughs> I've now done my research. <laughs> Which, by the way, Beetlejuice is a much bigger star than John now. Like he's big on tic- people that have never heard of Howard Stern. Oh, I he's know. Like a TikTok star. Yeah, he's like talking shit to everyone. He, he yeah. was huge on his. So, cam- he was doing cameos for a bit. Yeah, and they I'm were sorry I elevated yeah. you, you big oafish retard. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You're right. You're you're not as famous as Beetlejuice. I'm sorry. I didn't do my research. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's point one that I called him a whack packer, which I didn't really. But I, if you're listening the way John listen, listens, where you're ju- you just have rabbit ears for any criticism, I can see why that would fall into that. Now that doesn't seem like me not doing my research; it's kind of an opinion. But okay, whatever. Like I said, go back and watch and see for yourselves. It's important. Audio language better. Pause again. Okay. I mean, that's go, just a fact. Well, it's not what I said. <laughs> But he so he just knows it in the back of his head. <laughs> so here's here's what I said that John is angry about again, and this is a uh, minute six, by the way, which is how you know John was lying about the f- first five minutes. He was still watching. <laughs> um, John says, uh, or I, I'm sorry, I said that John was there for what some would say is the best era of the Stern Show. Now I would argue that the Artie Lang era was better. Mm-hmm. than the 90s, but, you know, who cares? More people were definitely listening uh, before John left than when they were on Sirius XM. But, like, just for my money, I liked Artie Lang. But that's not saying Artie is better than, which he, I mean, clearly is, like, objectively. <laughs> Artie Lang is funnier and more talented than John. That, who's arguing that? Uh, Matt, who's a, a gearhead member, so I'll read his comments, says the guy Please. needs AA, not his YouTube show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's what we were trying to get across on, on that episode, but he didn't, he didn't, that didn't sink in for John. <laughs> Within the first five minutes. That yeah, was six minutes. The first five minutes. Well, now this is just kind of like me fixing spelling mistakes. 
But that's what John does. So I feel okay in that. But here again, it's contagious. This is how sensitive John is. I never said anything about Artie compared to John. Now, what is my actual opinion? Artie is light years better than John ever was on the radio. It's not even remotely close. But you're making me say that, John. I never said it on the episode from a year ago that you're talking about. (laughs) Jackie and Fred wrote all those. No, not just Jackie and Fred. John did too, dummy. Okay. John was a writer there again. Dummy. Here's again. Uh, yeah, I, I get. It. I'm a dummy, John. It's very that's insightful. Uh, but what I what he's reacting to here. So we go on to play clips of John's interviews, and I said, "Listen, you can say that like Jackie and Fred wrote a lot of these questions, but there's still a talent to what John is doing. And maybe on the surface, you might look at it and say like, oh, well, who wouldn't just run up to.'" Ted Williams and ask him if he farted in the catcher's face or whatever. How is that a talent? But there, like, there's a delivery that you need to make the questions funny. There is a fearlessness that's involved. I was going to say the confidence is huge. Yeah. So I'm complimenting John. (laughs) This is, this is part of his list of grievances where I again, haven't done my research. So where you say no one else could pull it off quite like him. He took offense. (laughs) Let me again do the research. You know what? Have, have hack ride, uh, if he's watching, pull up these files. Do the research on how how much balls it takes to talk to Ted Williams. <laughs> Could you get that for me, Hackrod? Yeah, how heavy are they gotta be? Give me the numbers on that. <laughs> John was also on the advertising package for Channel Nine, dummy. John was on the Channel Nine show, dummy. Hold on, hold on. He really hits the D, so you're pretty dumb. <laughs> well, that was clear. Did I, did I say John wasn't on the Channel 9 show? Uh, did, I don't even remember talking about that. The fuck would I care? <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Mazel tov, John. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I brought up the Channel 9 show. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? He's refuting points that were never made, and he's also... Arguing with me, complimenting John. I'm saying, boy, you know, for all the shit that guy gets, he was talented. And John's like, oh yeah, well, watch this. <laughs> Come on, I need everyone completely against me. Howard <laughs> went ballistic when John left. Dummy. Yeah, I'll say, I think uh, Howard was suicidal when John left as he counted the 500 million made sure every dollar was there that Sirius XM gave him when John left. (laughs) Oh, I have 500 million, but what is money really when John's not in my life anymore? It was actually 20 bucks short because he needed a cab home. (laughs) Oh, I dream of the days where John would drink all my beer and pass out on my couch. Mm -hmm. I wish I was still in that era. (laughs) John was an integral part of the Howard Stern show. Dummy. That was I literally said, that was the, the point you're arguing with. I'm saying that. <laughs> that was said the whole time. <laughs> I said, and this is where I said I was trying to be impartial, I guess, that John's arguing with. I said, for all the shit that John gets, let's spend an episode where for some of it, we try to remember that John was a big part of that show. I guess I didn't do my research enough to realize what a fucking moron he is, but <laughs> you did a whole episode of why you're laughing on him on the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To John's credit, I'm not doing a Shuli episode. We, you know, we haven't done Dangerfield yet. 
Take yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> we absolutely did. <laughs> it was like the third episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but John, take some stuff. Like yeah, you were on the Howard Stern show. It was good. You were good. <laughs> Who cares if someone says you were bad? You were good. <laughs> Pretty good. You did a good job, John. What this all comes down to is that John is lying when he says like how integral about uh, a part of the Howard Stern show that he was and how Howard missed him when he left. What this all is is some sort of daddy issue where John needs Howard to say that now. John needs Howard to either reach out to him privately or go on the air and say, you know who was great on this show and who I really miss is Stuttering John. (laughs) So anytime I or anyone else, and here's the thing, John will be like, a blind, blind, who is blind Mike anyways? He's, he's irrelevant. I should be in your life, John. I absolutely should be. But for some reason, I'm not. Think about that. Internalize these. Think inward for once in your fucking life, you big <laughs> oaf. Think for a moment. Why am I not irrelevant in your life? Me, Carl, Shuley, all, Cardiff, Tukey, all these people you say are nobodies. Why are we somebody to you? That's the question that you should be asking yourself. You're so important. You've done all these great things, which you have done. Like you were a a part of the biggest radio show ever. Somehow you got the announcer job for the tonight show. These things are impressive. Why is Carl a part of your life? (laughs) Why have you allowed Carl to be someone you talk and think about every day for hours a day? Like, think about that, John. Have you ever... Stop to think about why that is in the grand scheme of life. And this is uh, John, for some reason, always says like, well, Carl's never been on TV. I have as if that's the measure of a man for some reason. (laughs) I mean, I think having a big podcast is better than being on TV now, by the way. Nowadays, for sure. But regardless, like, uh, you know, Carl's never done this. I've done this. Carl's never done that. I've done that. You're right, John. You've done things that Carl hasn't. So why does it bother you so much that Carl exists? All you have to do is play along with Carl for like a month and it goes away. He'll get bored. I, well, I don't know if it goes. Well, here's the, here's the ultimate paradox that I've tried to get through to these guys. But I also get like, look at us now. Mm-hmm. I took a, a month off and we're talking about John again. <laughs> I get the compulsion. <laughs> well, I would say this would be this would qualify as like a 10. He's directly taking shots. He's talking about me. He's and tweeting about me. He's me forcing my hand here. But 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 I get why you keep getting drawn. Like he's a fascinating character. I get that. Um, but I think if all these guys, if Carl and Julie and Cardiff all stopped talking about John, John would be at a loss, and I think that'd be fascinating to watch. And what would be really interesting to watch is all of a sudden John is going against. I'm trying to think of who Cackride's third character is. The toilet. Um, Yawn. Is that what it is? (laughs) John versus Yawn. (laughs) But like, that would be fascinating to watch. If the the big dog stopped talking about John and then he's got to talk about the smaller channels. He's like, listen here, Chairman Mao. (laughs) (laughs) That's what would be great. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Anyway, I want to hear more from John. What are his gripes? I know I'm a dummy. But which, by the way, again, I know you think Carl is You aren't a dummy. You aren't a dummy. You're a dummy. 
Yeah. Get it right. I'm a dummy. Uh, I know you think Carl's not talented, John, but what you're proving here is that there's something to what he does. <laughs> there's there's something to playing a clip and or watching a clip, I guess, and reacting to it, uh, and in a funny, digestible way. There is a skill to it, rather than just officially repeating yourself. Mm-hmm. Like got a gone. big drunken buffoon saying "dummy" over and over again. <laughs> it's not quite the skill that uh, some other people have at this. Oh well, John's ego now. It's not. It's just like, look, I'm not going to fucking sit here and just let the fucking people lie about me. What I did was legendary. Yeah, it wasn't Howard's idea. (laughs) You know what, John? You proved you don't have an ego. I guess I was wrong. Did I say you have an ego on that episode? I'm sorry. His name on on StreamYard right now is Stuttering John Melendez, a.k.a. The Goat. (laughs) Is that true? Or are you just making a joke? I swear to God. (laughs) Okay. Well, John, you know what? I didn't do my research and had I looked into it and realized you thought you were a legend and you've named yourself the goat. I'd realize your ego is totally in check. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I should have done better research. Yes. In the beginning, was it just how Fred and Jackie were writing questions? Yes. Oh, so I was right. (laughs) <laughs> wait, oh, wait a minute <laughs> wait so i had nothing to do with you all right never oh, mind. hold on a second i'm sorry i take my apology back <laughs> take my defense of him back immediately i guess i was right things morph i was a kid then things you were in your mid-20s <laughs> and my role on the show became bigger now he was right saying that my i was the antagonist i was Fuck yeah. I don't even think I said that. I'm proud of it. John's hearing his own podcast in his head. I think he means like, I think he's talking about the man on the street shit again. Did I say he was the antagonist of the Howard Stern show? Well, he was antagonizing the people in the. Oh, I guess. But that's what you're supposed to be doing. I wasn't right. criticizing him. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. There was no criticism. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of this fucking moron. I'm anti. Antagonist. But I'm, boo. But, well, we got to go back and hear that. Oh, boo. Oh, my God. I have to dust off the bomb button. I haven't pushed it in a while. John, I apologize. You're a comedic genius. Holy fuck. That was terrible. <laughs> if I had done my research and realized you come up with jokes like that. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Fuck yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm anti hagonist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. <laughs> anti hagonist. Oof. Oof. <laughs> well, that's a good one, John. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for questioning your comedic ability. God, you, you can't go on that rant and then end with that. Well, he doesn't. He keeps going. It's true. The, the, the review is completely biased and false. And it doesn't. It, it was literally the most unbiased show that's, that's ever been put out on Why You're Laughing, possibly. But also, like, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's mine. Do I say, like, Pat- Patrice O'Neill is one of the greatest voices ever, and you're not allowed to think otherwise. <laughs> of course it's biased. <laughs> I did it. 
This is not a documentary on Netflix that I'm trying to propagate as some down the middle. Like I said, I'm going to be try to be impartial, but like I'm also a human being. I give my opinions on this show. <laughs> uh, box eating dad, five bucks. Craig is doing Ozempic so he can shove himself in a middle school locker. Uh, have a great Sunday, fellas. Is that is that why? <laughs> Those are very small now. They're not. I always imagined uh, when I was young that lockers in schools would be much bigger than they are. So I imagine even with Ozempic, it's going to be tough for you to squeeze it, in there. It'll still be tough. My head won't fit for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, cons- good luck to you. Conservative Atheist Podcast, two bucks on all podcast platforms. Big Blind Mike fan. Hey, don't promote your horse shit here. <laughs> Just kidding. Check out Conservative Atheist. Uh, Keith J73, $2 super sticker. Thank you, sir. Thank Back you, buddy. to it. Back to this fucking bomb. It's dope. At all, cover all the different things I did on the show. Not, you know, who gives a fuck? I literally did. Yeah. We covered uh, the interviews, the radio show that he did in middays after Howard, mm-hmm. uh, the cabbie fight. Like, how many things was I, I wanted to keep it to roughly an hour, John? How many things was I supposed to cover? Uh, Nick West, two bucks. Fuzzier memory, John or Gussie bullshit? <laughs> I was thinking it. I just didn't want to say. <laughs> uh, hard to say. I'm going to. Gus's lies are so much more insignificant, but it's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to measure which is a greater liar. Uh, yeah. I'll say John doesn't lie all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he did work for Stern, right? We have evidence of that. Yes. Yeah. For a decade, not three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. More than Joe, Craig, do your research. It was like 16 years. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. That's right. Because now we're talking about, I was on the show from 1988 to 2004. <laughs> what timing? <laughs> 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 we're talking 35. Hey, who did their research, bitch? <laughs> I mean, John, that's good proof right there. He remembers it. <laughs> he remembers it 14 months later. <laughs> You really want to be exact. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, who gives this shit? You. But he goes. <laughs> Only know. you, John. No <laughs> one else gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting flooded with emails about this episode. No one gave a shit. You give a shit. And again, ask yourself, why? Why do I care about this man and what he says? <laughs> I'm going to fucking play the fucking stupid thing because... You know, he, he is blind. Blind to the fucking facts. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> you might have, we might have to end the stream now. I go goof. <laughs> <laughs> he can't read a room. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Now, this is a big... I don't think we're going to make it all the way to when he has, like, Vinny the lawyer on. We have 11 minutes in this video left. I hope we don't make it there. (laughs) Um, It comes up like, am I really blind? John still doesn't quite believe that. Mm -hmm. And Vince says, uh, no, I'm not blind. He goes, he goes, the guy's not even really blind. And John goes, oh, he isn't. (laughs) Just facts. (laughs) John, if you want to talk about doing your research, it would be incredibly easy to find out if I'm blind. Can vouch. He's definitely blind. (laughs) Hours of coverage about it on the internet. And I've just seen it. 
<laughs> Look up me and Dave Portnoy. We've never interacted without it being brought up. No shit. From the interview and on. Speak, speaking of which, by the way, I've been uh, torched by the likes of Kirk Minahan and Dave Portnoy. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I still have the, ooh, I still feel it. Like it, it's, it's left in my psyche. It's literally burned into me. I don't know if I'd qualify this as a torching. We forgot about that aspect, that he's torching me here. Nope, you're blind to the facts, dude. Nothing is worse than that. Uh, put it this way. When uh, Portnoy or Minahan have ranted about me, I'm not playing it the next day laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the fetal position, shaking. You're tweeting out, no show today. <laughs> I'm licking my wounds. <laughs> I'm not like, look at this fucking moron. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, John, is you're a joke. And by the way, um, I refer to him being a joke in the episode of Why You Laughing. I hope he gets there. I hope he fucking lands the plane here, because that's the last point I want to dispute here. And then he finally, he's sitting there going, um, oh, it's just, it's like lie after lie. Oh, Name John one. <laughs> we played sound of you doing stuff. I know, I know that it's lie after lie after lie, and there are almost too many to list. How about we name one, John? Can we get to one lie that I told? Maybe. Just went away. How about you were good on the Stern show? I was being fucking generous. (laughs) You got your fingers crossed. (laughs) The Tonight Show, he would still, his legend would, he would still be one of the legendary iconic figures. But because now he's just the most mocked person on the internet. All right, really be, blind, Mike? You are fucking blind. To be fair, okay, hold on. yeah, you did say that. <laughs> well, I'll correct what I said. Uh, I'll give what I actually said. Oh, no, he, you know what? He said it correctly there. Later, he changes it so that he can shit on it. <laughs> I said he's one of the most mocked people on the internet. I did say that. And that, he actually says it correctly there. Later, he changes it to that I'm, he, he goes, Mike said I'm the most mocked man on the internet. Which, of course, that's not true. No. Because. I think we even bring up. You're not that significant, John. (laughs) I think that is brought up. I don't know if it was on that episode, but we've definitely brought up on this one where it's it's like it's all consuming us. But if you think about the grand scheme of the Internet, it's nothing. I talk about that all the time. (laughs) Right. With John. And yeah, John, I'm sorry for making you more important than you actually are. But I guess I was talking percentage wise. Where there are so few people on the internet that have this much coverage, and 100% of it is goofing on you. There's not a, a person that watches you that thinks you have any redeeming qualities. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I guess I was talking in terms of percentage rather than quantity. I'm the most mocked person. See, this is again the failure of all these people in the Dabbleverse to not know how minute the dabble verses oh no no we do <laughs> we got it <laughs> john no one thinks you're the most famous man in the world and if i gave you that impression truly i'm sorry <laughs> if, if i made you think that i believed you were incredibly famous i'm terribly sorry <laughs> David Cole. Because I never for a second thought that you have a problem walking down the street or going into the fucking Pickwick pub. David Collins just comments for the first time today and just says, John looks good in that shirt, though. Good point, David. Thank you. You can see that his John coverage, I really, I really it was, enjoyed. It was all great. 
He's like, yes, this man, he, he does do good thing. I don't know why they're giving, they're razzing him so much. <laughs> <laughs> the mock person and the dabble verse. Sure. Well, that no, she's John. <laughs> <laughs> you are the dabble verse. <laughs> right. The thing that's named after you. Like if there was a subreddit that just was titled fuck blind Mike. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I, I think I'm one of the more mocked people in this subreddit. It's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you might be uh, pretty important to this page's existence. Yeah, no shit. Through an assessment. And I would go, yep. But the most mocked person on the Again, internet? I didn't say that. Even when John presented the topic, he didn't say that I said that. So he said it correctly and immediately changed it. I thought it was going to be later. I didn't say you were the most. But also, let's say I did. Let's pretend, for for argument's sake, that I said John's the most mocked man on the internet. It's fucking exaggerating. I exaggerate. <laughs> He's lying. John <laughs> loves... The excruciating, picking apart the excruciating minutia of every detail that he presents. Where he's like, oh, really? I'm selfish? How about one thing I did for someone once? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you're using it in this argument to prove that you're not selfish. So in a way, it doesn't really work. But okay. (laughs) One thing I did for someone once. Yeah, so John is, I guess, saying, I think he has some examples he's about to list off of people that are uh, mocked more than him. Are you fucking that stupid? Come in. Fucking motherfucker. Why are you hitting me? Because you can't see it coming. Is that me in this analogy? Is he beating me up? It seemed like he said, hey, come here so we can beat you up, yeah. Because I said you were mocked a lot on the internet? I mean... John, if you're going to beat up everyone that says that, those fists are going to be bruised and bloodied. You're going to have some work to do, buddy. Your mom might even catch some strays. John's a 60-year-old alcoholic stroke victim who's 5'7". Sounds familiar. And out of shape. And he's constantly threatening to fight people. I don't understand it. One of these days he will. Well, with any luck. The most mocked person on the internet have you heard of Donald Trump? Have wow. you heard of the Kardashians? You know Craig, who's Donald Trump? Uh, I believe he's a paper salesman. Oh, okay. I thought you would go along with me here. But. <laughs> well, the president of the United States, future president, 2024. Shout out November. Okay, I guess he's probably more. You know what, John? I apologize for thinking you were famous. I'm terribly sorry. He's comparing himself to Donald Trump and the Kardashians. <laughs> Yeah, and the point I was making is that, like, half the country is going to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> and and there are people that like the Kardashians and watch their program, like, and just get enjoyment out of it. I guess that's the point I was making. So I'm sorry for putting you on that pedestal, John, of these people who have a lot of attention. But I guess the point I was trying to make was that a hundred percent of the people watching you, even though it's an incredibly smaller number. You know what, John? I'm glad you opened my eyes to this. Finally, I see for the first time. <laughs> you made me realize that while 100% of the people watching you are mocking you, which to me seems high, the ratio doesn't seem ideal. It's high. That seems like a lot to me. Yeah. But it's such a small number that you're actually completely insignificant in the grand scheme of the world. 
I'm glad you educated me and opened my eyes to the facts. Thank you, John. <laughs> He's going to beat you up now. I'm glad we finally corrected the record of how insignificant John is. That's his big gripe with a podcast I did over a year ago, <laughs> is that I didn't mention how insignificant he was enough. I want to know how he come across that episode. So my assumption is he watched the Howard Stern versus Opie and Anthony episode that he liked a lot. Oh, the algorithm. And suggested in his uh, YouTube algorithm was the curious career of Stern and John. He said, oh, well, my buddy is doing an episode about me. I got to watch this. Interesting. He does great work. Oh, no, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Blind Mike's terrible. That would be like if... uh, Louis C.K., who I am a big fan of. I've been a fan of his for years. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about how insightful he is and how he breaks de- things down so well. And then he does one bit about me. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, this guy's never been funny. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> um, Mike Whipke, who's a uh, Gearhead member, says 96% of his viewers are there to mock him. I I, I think that's low. <laughs> I think that's low. I, is anyone there because they genuinely like him? Well, they couldn't be now, Craig. He used to be able to hide behind like, oh, these guys are fans of my political show. Mm -hmm. Every day, all he talks about is Carl, Shuley, Casey Armstrong. True. I guess Kevin Brennan sometimes. Like, there... No one could be. If you were a fan of his, you'd be like, I don't know who these fucking people are and tune out. You know what I mean? Like, if you weren't there for Dabbleverse coverage... Mm-hmm. then you wouldn't be there. Right. Have you heard of Joe Biden? How have Biden? Biden? Know, Joe. <laughs> the guy that uh, fell asleep on New Year's Eve. I know Joe. <laughs> should play a game where we just call like someone and just keep calling the same person and be like, have you ever heard of this person? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to call you back. Have you heard of the Kardashians? <laughs> like, please, I have actually. Oh. Please stop <laughs> calling me. Have you heard of stuttering, John? No. <laughs> now leave me alone. <laughs> John Jr. Holy, I'm the most Feels like we're kind of going downhill here. Yeah. <laughs> Still huge. Internet. Okay. Thank you. I didn't know I was such a big star. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Again, I should correct the record. You're not. And I apologize for giving you that idea that I thought that. You aren't. <laughs> If I made you think, if my uh, reporting that you so accurately torched here. Oh, I keep forgetting what a torching this is. I'm hot. I'm kind of embarrassed to be on the stream with you. (laughs) I'm burned up. I'm all charred and ashy. Yes, John, if I gave you the impression that I thought you were really famous, then I'm sorry. That is definitely the thing I got most wrong. We, wait, we get things out wrong on why you're laughing all the time. And we always correct it. Uh, so I want to make sure to correct here that I was absolutely wrong if I gave any indication uh, that you are well-known and an important figure in history. <laughs> Fucking so, nutnick. Hey, you signed my name. OJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't need that. We, we, we've, hit, we've, hit the, uh, we've, hit, we've hit our fill of John, I think. That's about it. So he can play clips? Um. Oh, does, he doesn't play clips of me now. Oh, he's playing his own clips. He's playing. He's he's owning Carl. So 
Hack Ride did something where he literally just used AI to get every mention of me. Mm-hmm. I just happen to know where this is in the show. And every once in a while, he would just go like, you see that blind mic? <laughs> I'm famous. And it's like, well, John, now you're saying you're famous? Like, that contradicts the point you were making before where you're insignificant. I don't get it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I just got some super chats here. Um, oh, okay. Nick from, up. Nick from Boston, five bucks. Mike, do you think Gus and Coleman last the entire year? Well, I don't think one of them does. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't think. I uh, think one definitely not. But surprised we'll you see. didn't ask next week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> you gave me too much. Uh, too much. What's the word I'm looking for? Runway. <laughs> yeah. No is the answer. <laughs> uh, Drew Peeballs, five bucks, sent a super sticker. That's nice of him. Thank you, buddy. I haven't heard his name in a while. One of the Haver de Grace five. That's right. Um, Don. Five bucks. Morning, boys. First time, long time. Can we discuss John's neck or lack thereof? I'll hang up and listen offline. <laughs> it's yeah, a- is John is John out of sh- like I know he's out of shape. That was a bad question. Is John like fat? I can't tell. Yeah, there's. He posted a picture. I could not believe he posted of himself with his quote friends at a bar the other day. Oh, and really? He looked like a goblin, and he still posted it. <laughs> like, yeah, because he talks. He talks about what like. Good shape he's in all the time. No. God, no. It's weird. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah, that's 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 about enough. Oh, you know what? One thing. I wanted to mention one more thing about John, if I could. <laughs> Going to get it in now, I can. Because I, I, need, I need to get the facts out there. I would be remiss. Don't you mean anti-hagonist? Yes, anti-hagonist John Melendez. <laughs> I need to get the facts out there. It's very important. Um, John was going after Carl's wife. Ooh. Posting, he was literally posting pictures of her and like insulting her looks and all this stuff. And he's been talking about Carl's family. And the things that, these are things that John says that even the mafia doesn't do. John is now doing them, like attacking Carl's family. Mm-hmm. And to show like what a good guy he is. He also, yesterday I was listening to him rant about, um, do you remember, I don't know if we ever talked about this. It might be before our time. Mm-hmm. But do you remember the the charity scam he was running um, for the cancer patient? Yes. Uh, that, he, I think that was before our time, but I he, do remember he was, he was He was telling people to don't, like, send him money on PayPal so that he could Venmo someone who was sending this woman a check because yeah. her husband had cancer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm listening to John yesterday, and he starts going on. Nikki B is this woman's name, his former chat moderator. And I guess he has beef with her now. Because she didn't text him back or something. I don't know. This is me mm-hmm. not doing my research again. Yeah. I didn't know the database. I could look up the status of John and Nikki B's relationship. I Benny, Benny Loco out the window. Benny Loco's gone. Andrea Brower. All these famous people. Mm. Gone. Um, <clears throat> so John, John uttered this line. He's talking about how um, Nikki B wasn't texting him back because her husband had cancer. And John kept texting her saying... Will you come to my defense? These people are saying I'm not donating money to you. <laughs> That's what a cancer patient wants. You know, no good deed goes unpunished, as they say. He was anyone else being like, hey, listen, uh, people think uh, the money I'm giving you isn't going to you. Can you just set the record straight? They're really ruining my life. But he's like, fuck you. <laughs> Can you imagine donating to a charity and then later hassling the person? Be like, hey, will you tell everyone that I donated to you? Tell them how good of a job I did. 
So he keeps saying, like, you know, I I know a husband has cancer, but she could at least text me back. You still got to live your life. Oh, God. He, he, he goes, you know, you got to send texts. You could text me back. And then he uttered this line. He said, even if I was a chemo patient, I could text you back. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I just want to make sure all the facts are out there on the good guy, John Melendez. It's... <laughs> I wouldn't be doing my job, as John said. I have to report everything I see, you know? <laughs> that's <laughs> So that's the quality of human being John is, is that he donated like a hundred bucks to this lady, which I'm sure I'm getting that number wrong. <laughs> I don't have access to your bank account, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're lucky we probably don't. We'd find that yeah. not it, much would have gone there. I'm sure it was a lot more than a hundred bucks. I'm sure it was way more than that. Um. And then he's fucking anti, he's anti-hagonizing this woman. <laughs> what a fucking bomb. That's the name of this episode, by the way. Anti-hagonizing? Anti-hagonist. <laughs> he's anti-hagonizing this woman <laughs> who's de- who, whose husband is withering away before her eyes. <laughs> John's like, Hello? <laughs> Anthony Kumi is making fun of me. Pocky. Pocky's making jokes about me. Will you come to my aid? <laughs> this woman's in a cancer ward watching her husband die. Oh, that was the other great thing. After John has donated to this woman in his rant yesterday, he goes, her husband, who's still alive, by the way, almost saying like, listen, he didn't die. <laughs> What was all the fuss over? <laughs> Jesus freaking So that's the Christ. kind of guy John is. Is he's he's now resorted and he keeps talking about like Carl, you better start stop talking about my family or I'm gonna start <laughs> saying your mother's name and your father's name. He went on this whole rant about every member of his family the other day. And the last time Carl mentioned John's family was like months ago. I guess he just did some reading of um the the, the John's kids' wedding speeches that's out there. Right. I've never, which, full disclosure here, John, I'll defend you again, which I'm a sucker for doing. But like, I don't get people break down those kids' wedding speeches mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, they're, they're really saying what a bad father John is. I don't even think that. They're saying this guy is a great stepdad. Like, who gives a shit? Like, they're at the wedding. What are they going to be like? And, and dad's also a great guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why people break that videotape down so much. But it's also like, I don't know, it's out there, and they're not bashing the kids the way John says. It's all very confusing. But anyways, John's a scumbag. That's my central point here. Is it, Have I gotten that across? You got it across. I understand. Okay. <laughs> um, Strangeland, two bucks. Uh, great show, fellas. You guys always deliver. Thank you, buddy. Well, if you feel that way, you folks are welcome to uh, super chat us or uh, become a member if you'd like. And you don't have to, the way John bullies his... Uh, patrons you can subscribe or also you could not you don't have to that's what i love john's like hey a penis wrinkle i see you donating to kevin brennan and not to me (laughs) okay that's his right he's a human being in a free society who gives a shit? But yeah, uh, uh, subscribe on YouTube or Patreon if you'd like and we appreciate it uh joseph collins two bucks hey blind mike waf for life Hey, rock on, brother. Well, not life. It doesn't exist anymore. The only station that really rocks. 
What a channel. Right, guys? Yeah. It was always the best channel. All right. Shall we move on? Oh, we got to get to that. It's been, yeah, we've been burying the lead. We got to get to Kevin Spacey. Or, I'm sorry. I keep saying Kevin Spacey was on with Tucker Carlson. That's not correct. That's not right. Frank Underwood was. The great Frank Underwood was on with Tucker Carlson over the Christmas break. And I know it's old news now, but I haven't heard anyone talk about it. I'm very intrigued by it. I think it's an interesting psychological breakdown of a man. <laughs> it's. You know what? I, t- I should say of two men. Yes. Okay. That was the, okay. Yes. That's what the words I was looking for there. Because Tucker Carlson was like a journalist for a while, wasn't he? <laughs> he was until maybe this moment. <laughs> I would say having a guy that claims he sucked Obama's dick on might've been the first, <laughs> <laughs> the first sign of dissent. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what this is. So let's just play it. So Frank Underwood, you guys remember him, former president of the United States. <laughs> Killed the guy. He was he was on with Tucker Carlson. 2024 has not even begun yet, and it does seem like the president. I'm sitting, by the way, I'm sitting there with my family on Christmas Eve, and people are texting me like he's back. So like, yes. <laughs> I think you texted me on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I would wanted to do an emergency show. I would have. I probably could have pulled it off. I, you should have suggested, like, any way this is possible. Yes. <laughs> it's effectively frozen in place, if not over. We know who the candidates are. It's too late for another to get in. Some have already dropped out. But is it too late? By the late? way, again, this is, is a there... man people turn to for news, and they just see this go up on Twitter, and they're like, oh, shit, is, you know, who's, who's about to run? Who's announcing their candidate? Is Tucker about to announce that he's running for president? What's going on here? <laughs> Did he get Hillary? This is a man who reports legitimate news, supposedly, and watch what he's about to do. 2024 has not even begun yet, and it does seem like the presidential race is effectively frozen in place, if not over. We know who the candidates are. It's too late for another to get in. Some have already dropped out. But is it too late? Is there anyone in this country of 350 million people who could jump in at this late date and re-scramble the calculus of electoral politics. Well, there may be someone. And in fact, you already know him. You know his face. We do. Yeah, it's been looking at you when you didn't want it to. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought, like, when I I first clicked on this without looking at the title, I was like, oh, is Tucker announcing he's running for president? Well, when you first sent this to me, I was like, who could this be? Because this thought didn't cross my mind because there's no way Tucker's going to get I forgot it was Christmas Eve, to be fair. And if just, I had known, I know it's a tradition. So, <laughs> But there's just no way that Tucker Carlson <laughs> is going to get in bed with this guy. <laughs> Will Au contraire. The, the potential, he's on the top of the list for possibly running mates with Donald Trump, this guy, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> get in this cycle. And that's my question for you. Well, that's really a decision for the people, Tucker. It's not something you can hear him. You can hear that he's rusty. Yeah, where he's trying to get into the Frank under. Well, it's almost like he's doing a bad Reagan impression. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what do you think about or want to do? And Merry Christmas to you too. But I've always believed that nothing should be. Why? Why is he always Frank Underwood in these? I don't know because he's not a. A pedophile, I guess. I don't, I don't know. 
I is it like he's antagonizing the American post? So for anyone that doesn't know, Kevin Spacey accused of some things, some inappropriate things with uh, younger boys. Yep, younger gentlemen, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. And so he's playing Frank well, Underwood. Technically, which know, technically, he got uh, those charges dismissed. I think a he's guy, an innocent man. Damn it! Yeah, he's technically innocent. But this started when we didn't know that, right? So he's accused of some villainous things. And in these videos on Christmas Eve, that we, we missed him for a couple of years. Yeah. He plays Frank Underwood, who, if you didn't watch House of Cards, is a man who's committed a litany of murders. Yeah. Started off by throwing a woman into a train. <laughs> yeah. So he's saying, I guess, I am the villain. I, I guess it's supposed to be his message. Which is an odd thing. Like, it's yep. kind of funny if you're like Dave Portnoy or something yeah, against the New York Times. You know? <laughs> right, right. It's, it's cute to be like, I'm the bad guy. Not when you're accused of pedophilia. It's just, you a, know? It's just adorable. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this guy really is a villain. <laughs> oh, he is a monster. <laughs> Off the table in life or in art. I think we could both agree that we need to get some adults back in the room. So if that means taking on the chief executive role, well, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for this great nation. Adults in the room. I love it. I can see there's a bumper sticker. Oh, Is that God, your Tucker. Kevin, Kevin doesn't. Bad idea. <laughs> Look, Kevin I hates for- when adults are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, though. Look at, look at Tucker's acting. <laughs> it's so excited. This is tough to watch. <laughs> this is the bit, by the way. To you, uh, you right wingers, people like Craig. Hey, this is the guy you trust most in news. Yep. I just want you to keep that in mind. I like Tucker Carlson, <laughs> but this is the man you trust at the at the forefront of reporting. <laughs> Country needs to stop apologizing and stiffen up. I mean, look, we got so many people running around with so many different issues, like guns Listen, control. If you fuck a young boy, issue. stuff your sorries in a sack. I say. <laughs> End up with the apologizing for these crimes. <laughs> I guess that's my holiday message to Chris D'Elia. Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't have had to apologize. I take it all back. Throw it in everyone's face. <laughs> Let's be honest. The truth is, more people are killed by online trolls every day. That may be true, actually, but then they're protected by the <laughs> First Tucker Amendment. Pretending that... Huh. Interesting. <laughs> That may be true, actually. That's an interesting point. <laughs> they can say whatever they want. You believe in the first. This is so disappointing from Tucker. Like, I hate this so much. It's wild. <laughs> Did he? Has he talked about it since? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a weird one. Lemon, I assume. Of course I do. Look, people spewing ridiculous ideas is nothing new, and they should always have that right. But the problem is, some are all... This had to be, um, like, Spacey was like, I will give you X amount of money to do this. Well, yeah. I think Elon was like, I'll give you X amount of money to do this, but... (laughs) I think Tucker's just doing whatever the fuck gets some clicks on Twitter. Got clicks, that's for sure. The way we started listening. And we should remember the salient words of Benjamin Franklin, who said, do not believe anything of what you hear and only half of what you see. And he wasn't. Now, this is what's interesting. Is he talking about the things Frank Underwood was accused of? I think these have all had subtle hints at Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be right, Craig. (laughs) 
Stop it's talking. a very there's a very veiled undertone <laughs> that Kevin Spacey might be the one who's innocent of everything. He was telling us to stop listening. So let's stop blaming bots and college kids and start telling leaders what leadership really means. I love it. But how do you do that? Well, this country of mine. <laughs> so stop it. And confusion. We don't even. I hate this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just want him to like snap and be like, this is fucking stupid. Uh, I gotta say, Tugger's acting chops are not terrible in this. No. How do you do that? Oh, how we can help anyone anymore because we can't agree who needs help. I mean, what doesn't come with a trigger warning these days? I mean, Tucker, we are far too close to having a beanbag chair in the Oval Office. We coddled everybody. Okay, you think you're a rabbit. That's fine. But let me tell you something. You sure as hell oh, aren't going to see... Now you got You guys got to like that. Now I'm starting to wake up a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting... Identify as a rabbit. <laughs> Underwood 2024. I'm how great would it be... If it, if this kind of starts with guys like Craig and Jerry and these people, like, ah, oh, it's ridiculous. And then by the end, they're like, I think we should vote Underwood. Yeah, Jerry's first show bag is going to just be like, I know it started as a joke. <laughs> Frank Underwood actually runs on the Republican ticket. We could probably, I can be like, Jerry, I can probably get. Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood on the show if we tell him we're on Newsmax. That would be a great, for anyone that wants to punish Kevin Spacey, I know people think like, oh, this is allowing him back. Like if he committed these crimes, this is allowing him back into, you know, popular culture or whatever. It would be a tremendous punishment if we made him run for president and win. Oh. And, he had to be, and he had to be Frank Underwood all the time. He just keeps getting spotted at that barbecue spot. <laughs> Charlie's or whatever that guy yeah, name, yeah. name was. <laughs> that would be, that would be so funny. He, for the rest of his life, had to be President Frank Underwood. It probably sounds better than being Kevin Spacey, to be honest. <laughs> just, the, just CBS News is like, this morning, uh, President Frank Underwood held a press conference. <laughs> Does he legally change his name? <laughs> <laughs> isn't a tale unless it's Easter. Well, amen. But how do you think we got here in the first place? Fear, fear, and then some more fear. That's been the consistent theme, fear. And that's why I'm going to keep saying we need to get some adults back in the room. Sounds like you're running. You if you did run, I assume it would be as an independent. Well, I've always been independent my whole life, no matter what my party affiliation, even though at the moment I don't quite recognize my old party. I said no matter the age of consent. <laughs> I'll shove my hand down a pair of pants, no matter what age they belong to. I see a legal document, I throw it in the trash. <laughs> so at what point would you get in if you did? Well, I think there's about time. 12, 13. I've never been afraid to show up a little late <laughs> for the dance. But lots of people want to be president. What would you specifically bring that others aren't? Well, think I about think this man. <laughs> Tucker Carlson is killing he's worked, me. He's worked for CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. <laughs> is the And he's saying to a fictional character. <laughs> this is think about think about it this way. Uh my my pal Rick Glassman. I've talked about Rick Glassman's podcast on here before. Yes. The same week that this came out, this, uh, whatever you call this, this video came out, Rick Glassman had Santa Claus on his podcast. They are equal interviewers, Tucker and Rick Glassman. <laughs> They're doing the exact same thing, interviewing a fictional character. <laughs> I have a long 
and very solid relationship with the public. And that's a bond that has never been broken. I mean, I've almost felt like I can talk to them directly. Well, I mean, you do talk to them. Every Christmas you give a statement. It is Christmas Eve. What is your statement specifically this year? Not every Christmas, you know, by the way. I'd like to uh, air my grievances here. Did he miss one or two? I think he missed two. Yeah, now, sure, we were going through a pandemic. I understand. Yeah, we got but it. But he missed at least two. I think it's just good enough to sip some eggnog and decorate the tree and listen to White Christmas and embrace all the things that make this such a special day. The truth is... It's also where you remember that House of Cards must have had good writers as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. it's like, yeah, it's Frank Underwood because of the voice, but <laughs> he's not really saying much. Just good enough to sip some eggnog and decorate the tree and listen to White Christmas and embrace all the things that make this such a special day. The truth is, I love nothing better on this day than to do a line of blow, drink a whiskey and coke, hit a reindeer with my car, and wish you all the naughtiest Christmas ever. Well, we you kind know, of jumped the shark on any sort of reality now. <laughs> that was him looking at the camera. He was doing that bit. When he break. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, when he says. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, when he says in a Merry Christmas to you at the beginning, he's not saying it to Tucker. He's saying it to us. Got it. Okay. And just try and remember who's sitting there, freeze frame, <laughs> while while Zach Morris looks at the camera. <laughs> Think of the man that's sitting there waiting to talk again. <laughs> actually. Oh, yes. We both got canned by our network. True. But they actually tried to kill you. Yes, but... Here we are, Tucker, bigger than ever. So looking back on all the drama, do you think that legacy media played a role in what happened to you? Look, I think they're trying to do their best to stay relevant. Look, platforms like X, I mean, you move information around so quick that everybody else is just playing okay. catch up. Now Leg we get to the sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the great thing about the sham wow is... <laughs> It'd be so great if you did. It barely feels like I'm cleaning. Imagine Ron DeSantis, who's having a hard time talking in front of people as it is, having to look at Frank Underwood and say something seriously. You'd be like, yeah, you were, uh, you're accused of being a pedophile. He's like, that wasn't me. I'd like to have a glass of eggnog and have the naughtiest Christmas ever. Do cocaine. Be like, yeah. <laughs> Underwood. Underwood. <laughs> Uh, hack ride. In a span of one year, three accusers of Kevin Spacey died mysteriously. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> this is Frank Underwood we're talking yeah, yeah. to. We don't know. What does that have to do with anything? We would never talk about Kevin Spacey. <laughs> that's, that's you know what? That's an element I didn't didn't even dawn on me. <laughs> Tucker Carlson has an interview with Kevin Spacey. That's not that didn't dawn on you. <laughs> and this is what he's doing with it. That was my first thought. I just thought how ridiculous it is that he's participating in it. No, 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 no. I forgot he's sitting in a room with Kevin Spacey. That was literally my first thought. He's like, well, I could ask him about his crimes. <laughs> or playing a pedophile hunter in his first movie back. I was so focused on the ridiculousness of what was happening in front of me. I couldn't see through the trees.
media's diligence has turned out to be they just cut and paste what some trusted outlet does. I mean, look, this will be a good example. Watch how they report on this conversation. There'll be one or two headlines. <laughs> just you wait till they see what they say about us. Watch. They're going to they're gonna say this is ridiculous and that Tucker has no credibility anymore <laughs> and that I'm an insane person. <laughs> over. I that, of actually- course, would be crazy. <laughs> If legacy media wants to survive, they're going to have to start slowing down. That's smart. I agree with that. By the way, do you watch Netflix anymore? Probably as much as you watch Fox. Fair. (laughs) So that doesn't mean that you're gone, though. To pretend it's not a scripted joke. (laughs) Oh, you got me a card. (laughs) To be fair, that might not have been. I don't I don't even know if you're aware of this, but every time a person pulls up the Netflix app, you're there in some way. Have you seen this? <laughs> We're going to get demonetized in every My way. God. <laughs> yes, you know what that is? Boom, boom. So it is bizarre that they decided to... That's from him? Comment. No. Um, what the frig was the point of that? I don't think so. I'm going to have to watch. I think he, I, maybe, maybe he... Maybe someone told him that. I have no idea. I've never heard that before. I don't know. That would be wild, actually. They cut ties with me on allegations alone, allegations that have now been proven false. (laughs) Netflix exists because of me. I put them on the map and they tried to put me in the ground. How great would it have been if uh, Frank Underwood just says to him, you know, I think politics are pretty gay, Tucker. (laughs) Just pulls a Louis J. Gomez. (laughs) His favorite line. Do, Do you think within Netflix and the leadership suites that your influence is still felt? Well, according to your research, my influence is felt every time every customer opens the app. I'd say that's pretty powerful. Oh, that's true. When are you getting back to work, by the way? Oh, I've been back at work from the moment we started talking, Tucker. So does that mean this is like an episode? or is You've let me back into society. Just keep well, that, that in mind. probably a little bit <laughs> I mean, Tucker. What? You're doing something you shouldn't be right now. <laughs> You're giving me credibility. <laughs> I have to look this up. Netflix sound. It doesn't make any sense if that's why. I know that Frank Underwood does that, but it's not the same sound. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't say anything. Mm, yeah, someone, if someone knows, look into that. Re- do some research, as John would say. That is apparently from House of Cards. Really? Which part? Well, he does two knocks on the table. Well, he did every time he like gets them from his desk or whatever. Oh, maybe it was actually the sound. I don't know. That's crazy. That's not the sound though. It's not the same sound. It's just someone going. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Well, whatever. What's <laughs> true? What's false? How much time what's is left? In this? Um, two minutes. A minute and a half. Okay, we can get to the end of that. Life, what's art, what's real, what's performance. I love it when these things intersect because then it gets interesting. What role do you see yourself playing going forward? <laughs> I will play whatever role the public wants me to play. And what about you, Tucker? What role do you want to play? I mean, Well, legally, I, want- I don't think you can play Frank Underwood. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lawsuit of some kind. I think if you accepted day. money for this, then you're probably in some <laughs> trouble. Oh, I'm going to need a vice president. <laughs> I'll sleep on it. Um, but, I mean, people have already gotten out of the race. Tucker, people have dropped out it. already. Have you thought, what do you think of those? Well, you know, 
it's a little bit like jumping in the jacuzzi with a boner. You know it ain't going to last forever. So right. I wasn't surprised that's, when Mike a little That's too- where I'm saying you can tell it, it's not the same folksy writing that House of Cards had. They had oh, they spin a yarn on House of Cards. I think it would be more like jumping in a pool with a boner. It's pretty warm in a jacuzzi. You don't have to really worry about it. This is just Kevin Spacey trying his best. <laughs> uh, Nicola in the chat. <laughs> just, I'm just reading this because it's funny. Is Prince Andrew on next week, Tucker? <laughs> 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 yes, but he'll be playing a wacky character. I was going to say, he's not going to ask him anything about what's going on. Yeah. He's just going to be like... Be, yeah, he'll be doing a Monty Python character. Oh, look, we have King James in today. Pensive <laughs> jumped out right away. I wasn't either. But what about the candidates who are still in? Tucker, you rascal. <laughs> I hate I like this so much. Drain the Ramaswamy. I'm, I'm making Craig... Really, all I'm doing is making Craig watch all of them. <laughs> I Accept it. Accept your hero. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And uh, Nikki Haley is tough. She's no doubt learned a thing she stinks. watching me. But I think in the end, we need someone in the White House who's not afraid like me, not afraid to push our country or a journalist in the right direction if it comes to that. <laughs> I sure appreciate your coming on. Was- that was a, a death threat. <laughs> that was exactly what he did in the show. He killed the journalist. Yeah. But, and he yeah, did, yeah. I re- no, I remember. No, he did the pushing motion as he said it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Great to see you. Thank you. Yeah, so the, well, thank the, you. the accused pedophile may kill someone <laughs> if he doesn't like what they say. So vote for him. Yeah. You, Tucker. I only showed up because I was told I would get to be on X. Not the drug, not the platform. I was curious as to what Tucker on X might be like. I have never tried that. Well, you wouldn't be the first guy to tell me you'd never tried that before. Oh, my oh. God. No. <laughs> ah, maybe he did do it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's a little fun nod to the pedophilia accusations. I see what he's doing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> maybe he took advantage of young boys. Hmm. That's fun. Tom from Michigan, two bucks. Greatest show. I remain a coney head and a gearhead. Okay. Well, a coney head. We're going to have to find something better than that. <laughs> uh, magnesium linoleum, five bucks. <laughs> I agree with this. Producer Jerry is better than producer Craig. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's hands down. Yeah. Easily. Producer Jerry he kills. He's really good. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. <laughs> Fucking Tucker. Ooh. Yeah, well, so Merry Christmas, everyone. I know I didn't get to celebrate with you uh, on time this year, but maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get Biden to do it with him next year. Or <laughs> <laughs> Trump. Trump would do this. That would that would be great. If, be, if, oh, that'd be so great. If, if he comes on, he's like, hi, I'm Kevin Spacey. You've been accused of a lot of things. I've been accused of more. <laughs> so many crimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, good for Kevin Spacey for keeping tradition alive. Good for Tucker for kind of entering a Christmas tradition that all Americans, no matter your religion, uh, this is a, a Christmas tradition that we can all kind of get behind, you know? <laughs> Gather the family around and watch the pedophile talk to the newsman. <laughs> Look right in the camera, right at your children. <laughs> Walter Cronkite doing this with fucking <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Um, real quick, can we tell everyone? Because I this this could be part of the uh, same segment, I guess, for uh, for Hack Ride later. Can we real quick tell the people about Trumpy Bear? Ooh, <laughs> the I think it fits. <laughs> the origin of Trumpy Bear. Yeah. So if you guys don't remember, it made me think. Um, this the next time we need like a best of type episode, and not not to. Open that can of worms. I can have I'll, one. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. I can have one for you by tomorrow morning if you'd like one. I'll, I'll figure it out. But like you know, Fourth of July. Some sometime we want to put out a show or something. I I, I always think like the intro uh, or the outro. I mean, what? Like put where the shit in the outro came from. Even. Um. May. Oh, maybe that. But I was even thinking more just shit we did in the first year or two that I don't. We don't like have the segments cut up. Right. And Trumpy Bear would be one of those for sure. It's been that long, huh? Yeah, I want to say that was like 2022, maybe? But yeah, Trumpy Bear's on the screen right now. So Trumpy Bear is back, right? It is back for We don't have a commercial for it? No, there's no commercial that I've seen yet from the new one. That's very disappointing. 69.85. But yeah, that's how you know the election is in uh, full, full swing because Trumpy Bear is back. So go... Uh, Go check that out. But yeah, check out the old episode we did about the uh, Trumpy Bear. I feel like if we play the commercial again, it'll be too long. But because <laughs> I'll forget everything that happened in it. We'll just say all the same shit again. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it was a it was a fun. Oh one, wait so, uh, wait. Good what? point. There is a commercial. Oh. Let's see. The wind howled through the forest. <laughs> now, America's favorite and most talked about bear is back. Introducing the one and only, original, and newly redesigned Trumpy Bear. Now you can celebrate Trumpy Bear's legacy of Trump. Uh, I think the hair is better, the tie is darker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Good. I'm good. I would hate for people to get a cheap version of this. I swear to God, that commercial is not on this page when I looked at it the other day. Well, it might have been. This is made and promises kept by one of the greatest presidents ever who will never be forgotten. Trump Bear's tie now features America first and his thumbs up. Let everyone know he will always be there for you. Just find the secret zipper. Why not just a Trump doll? (laughs) I forgot that they keep an American flag in this thing's neck. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot all about that. The updated Trumpy bit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I know we missed this last holiday season, but for next year, if, if Trump wins or has the election stolen from him, whichever outcome occurs, <laughs> both possible. <laughs> then, then make sure you get your family a Trumpy bear. <laughs> the best part of the first one though, was the, uh, the uh, customer reviews. Yeah. So that's the disappointing thing. Is I watched this and I was disappointed in the sense that uh, we don't have the people. That's in the in the outro. You'll hear people say, um, "I love Trumpy Bear." Oh, oh wait a <laughs> second! I love America. I'm skimming through this right now, and no, there's none, unfortunately. No, but it's showing Trumpy Bear skiing. It's showing Trumpy. Oh, let's go to that. Let's go to that. <laughs> Incredible detail. Trumpy Bear is here. Trumpy Bear is there. Trumpy Bear oh God. is everywhere. <laughs> Keep your thumbs up with Trumpy Bear because he'll always be there. Hear that again? Go back. Now you can order one of the most talked about bears. Trumpy Trumpy Bear. Okay. 
Handcrafted and made with incredible detail. Trumpy Bear is here. Trumpy Bear is there. <laughs> Trumpy Bear is everywhere. Keep your ridiculous. thumbs up with Trumpy Bear. Was it a Bear ridiculous name <laughs> for an equally ridiculous product? <laughs> you know all the freaking <laughs> right-wing dads out there are like, I need to get this thing. That's absolutely the 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 level of Fox News dad you have to be. <laughs> that's that's not even a Fox News. That's like an Alex Jones dad. That's this a Trumpy is, Bear on this. This is uh, Deep State <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah, so run out and buy yourself a Trumpy Bear, folks. It's going to be important for the uh, the election. Three payments of nineteen ninety five. We have to get. It's we should send Ojeda a Trumpy Bear. Oh, definitely. It'll He'd be love f- it because you know what he would do. Make a video of him shooting it. Not, not even that. What? What? Well, well, here's what I dream of. Much like um, Kanye when he was doing the Net in Yahoo or Net in Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of a world where Ojeda's going on a rant. He says, "Isn't that right, Trumpy Bear?" <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, Richard. <laughs> It'll be his Dale Bear. It's just always there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, yeah. So uh, go get a Trumpy Bear. And also uh, subscribe on YouTube and Patreon, blindmike.net. That'd be... We appreciate you. Become a member. I think I need a Trumpy Bear now. All right. <laughs> Uh, we will close out the day because listen, I haven't had a good um, NFL. Me and Scott Hanson haven't shared a Sunday in a while, so I'm excited for the last Sunday of football. Um, but uh, we got we got to get to Joe Madrice for God's sake. He gave up, dude. I mean, if you want to talk, if you thought Joe Madrice was mailing it in before, <laughs> then get ready for what we're about to play you. <laughs> so if you haven't followed, the, oh, by the way. Cardiff, uh, Cardiff messaged me the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught this. When we showed him Joe Matteris, he was very intrigued by him. Was he? Yeah, he was like, oh, gee, he's like, I didn't know how deep this Joe Matteris stuff. Was. I loved his intrigued. breakdown of all of it. He's just like looking at his that poster. Was a fresh set of eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So he messages me the other day, and I kind of he so he says he's getting into the porcelain documentaries. Oh yeah, he's full blown in now. I feel like the guy that showed Elon Musk you could tweet gifts. <laughs> you feel you know what I mean? Like feel- where next now Cardiff is just going to be like I'm sponsoring Joe Matteris. <laughs> I've unleashed a monster. I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Peter Schickler all over again. Yeah, but Cardiff is very intrigued by Joe Matarese, as are we. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, haven't been following along with us, Matarese brought his podcast back and said, it's totally going to be different now. I've got a format <laughs> in mind. And then by week two, he abandoned that format. Mm-hmm. And it's been a slow descent into peeling. I say slow. I take that back. Rapid descent into peeling off any layers of a show that he had and just reverting back to what he was doing before. So Christmas comes. Now, I would say if you're going to take a vacation for Christmas, especially if you're pre-recording all your episodes, maybe just don't even bother starting your show in November. You know? <laughs> no shit. Wait till January. <laughs> if you're going to take what seems like a long vacation now that he's gearing us up for. So I have the intro of his most recent episode. He's had Chris Scopo on and some other lady that we talked about. And he really should get David Collins to sing his intro for him. 
Oh, yeah, I don't know why he's big-timing David Collins. Wouldn't leave him a voicemail. That's true. <laughs> he said he would. And I then think just it might be shell shock. He's been, you know, abused so many times. And he was right <laughs> to, to think but, that way. <laughs> well, no, he turned down the one man that was on his side. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, <clears throat> I don't know, I got a cold or something. I keep clearing my throat here. Um, yeah, so Joe Matteris puts out this intro the other day. And it, I'm the only person in America who cares about this. Joe Matteris is disappointing only me. <laughs> I keep going and watching these episodes thinking he's going to grow as a broadcaster. And every week he's gotten more and more disappointing. And this is no exception. Whoa. And there's no video for anyone that's going to yell at me that there's no uh, video. He'll explain why. Don't you worry. Everybody, how are you out there uh, for a very, very, I guess this is a very special Joe Mattery show. It's not. Think of why. Spoiler, it's not. (laughs) What would make it a special episode? Um, A great guest, maybe? Yeah, a great guest. That would be huge. Um, Introducing, like, a co-host. A permanent one. Or or new segments of some kind. That could be fun. Changing formats, perhaps. He yells at his other kid from now on. (laughs) Those would be special episodes. Or... Saying, I've decided to mail it in. That would also be a special episode. Mm-hmm. It would be. He wouldn't do that to us, though. No. That it is just just in audio form. We're not in studio. Okay, We're well, not- hey, listen, he's, he's moving to audio uh, for some reason. Why, why could that be? Because even if he's not in studio, he could still set up a laptop camera to talk to himself, right? We, we've seen him do it for years. That's strange. Why would this be audio only? There, it's just me alone at home, and um, decided to put out some uh, some audio only episodes. Um, oh, oh, you decided we decided to record some new audio only episodes. Okay, well, that's yeah. interesting. At least we're getting fresh content here. That's good. It's annoying that it's plural <laughs> episodes. Well, that's my great. You've already picked up on my what really grinds my gears about this <laughs> and you could hear him to realize that he was about to lie he goes yeah. episodes <laughs> yeah so okay the christmas break has come and well you know we did this for why are you laughing we put an episode that was out only on patreon for one of the episodes and then made sure we pre-recorded the next two but i i tried to do that like not for the first two years of my podcast <laughs> I said, you know what? We can't go into best ofs <laughs> and give old shit to people that's only a few months old. So, like, for the first year or two, I tried to make it all new content before I put out any Patreon content on the main feed. Joe lasted eight weeks. <laughs> Actually, it was more like three days, <laughs> just the way he records. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he recorded all of these in, like, a week <laughs> and then said, that's it. I'm good the first one that I'm doing and the reason I'm doing it is I started uh, looking at libraries <laughs> just admit oh, I'm it. sorry you're saying something but he and I are saying something different I thought we were going to be in sync there we, he, he doesn't know we don't know that he's given up yet he hasn't gotten to that part yet <laughs> go back a little bit I, I, I thought he was about to say uh, because I'm putting no effort into this yet again <laughs> decided to put out some uh, some audio only episodes um, and this is going to be the first one that I'm doing. And the reason I'm doing it is I started uh, looking at libraries of old podcasts that I did. 
as you know, uh, people rip on me for all um, now libraries. Wonder, do you think that means he's actually going down to the Joe Matteris Library and flipping through volumes of books to find these things, or is he looking at the YouTube channel that he's currently posting this show on? Well, he does have uh, a, his wife's a doctor. I don't know if you knew this. Um, yeah, so they probably do have a library in their home. Okay, so maybe that's where they keep it then. Maybe, I'm, I'm sure, certainly, it's not the exact same YouTube channel. Like, pe- people could just search it if they wanted to listen to it. <laughs> There's no way it's that. No shot. Yes, ideas. Um, here's, the, by the way, here's, I know I said we did the same thing. That's not giving myself enough credit. <laughs> that would be like if we put out just an episode again. Like if we were like, hey guys, here's. Here's the Rodney Dangerfield episode again. <laughs> it's like, well, I could just search it the first time you posted it. Some of them were pretty good. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Stand up, lie down with Dr. Keith Ablo. Pretty good idea. That now was that fun- is, if you watch the porcelain documentaries, um, one of the larger chunks <laughs> of por- porcelain's bewilderment <laughs> about Joe's decisions is the Dr. Keith Ablo podcast. One um, and fixing Joe early on was the first podcast that I ever did, and I had some episodes I I know one episode that I was looking at. Out. Fixing Joe had one episode that mattered. He had I mean, one. Yeah, I, I can guess which episode this won't be that he's teasing. <laughs> and on my computer and listening to, and I was like, "Wow, I bet a lot of people never heard these." And wow, I had a lot of really big, and they still won't. <laughs> Nick West. I believe last last I checked, I believe this was up to 45 views. So no worries, Joe. <laughs> Nick West, two bucks. Over under 75% chance Joe's wife had multiple affairs. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know about that. I had to she read it. the most loyal woman on the planet. <laughs> it sounds like she is because it doesn't sound like in the divorce she's, you know, going to be the one on the street. Right, yeah, she could easily kick this guy out and not lose anything. <laughs> he seems like the type of guy that made her sign a prenup. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. I forget how. Maybe that's her fear is like he's going to take the house or something. Let's see. Because he has nothing. Well, I mean, that could be the plan, but he has no plan or strategy to keep it because he doesn't have income to support, <laughs> right, support right. the house. That show. And some of them have gotten big um, since then because I'm guessing. By uh, by this one that I want to lying uh, now. Also, (laughs) I want to go to for this episode of the Joe Mattery show. Um, From the timeline, it looks like it wasn't that long after Bill Burr had that incident in Philadelphia on the Opie and Anthony comedy tour, the virus tour. Okay, so here's here's what he's trying to pull. Joe said, "Oh, if I put Bill Burr's name in the title." Correct. I'm going to get a shit ton of views. Correct. Problem is, Joe doesn't realize that people aren't that stupid. Even the algorithm isn't that dumb. <laughs> He's putting up an audio-only podcast from 2006. In hold on, let me look. I got to look up what he called this. Um, oh, it's not. It's not titled well at all. Yeah, uh, number ten, the Joe Mattery Show. Guest Bill Burr from back in the day. Right. So immediately people know, like, oh, okay, it's not new. Like. He's trying to fool people and can't even do that. <laughs> um, and I would say that his name in the title did not do wonders for his views. How many views? 306. 
Oh, okay. All right. Right on par with all of his other episodes, I guess. <laughs> how much longer does Joe do this podcast? Well, better question. How many audio episodes does he put out? See, that was what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe he does two because of the two holidays and then he gets back to it. That would I'm make hoping s- that's what it is. That would I'm make sense. And I'll let that slide. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out this week. See if he's back this coming week. He's <laughs> getting booed yeah, off. This is rough stage and then he heckled them back and it became this huge unbelievably popular viral video as he okay so here's what joe's here joe's tactics here's how little joe thinks of us the audience we don't know he's like listen he's advertising this like listen i got bill burr right after this happened you know the we did an episode we did a bonus episode of why are you laughing about it maybe i'll release it in six years (laughs) (laughs) um but we uh we talked about Bill Burr first popped, and I think a little too much of is made of how famous he got just from that video, right? Like he also put out some amazing specials after that. I think but, that had more to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but like that that was a viral video for him, kind of before that was a very regular thing that videos were going viral. So Joe's saying, "Listen, I got Bill Burr. I got the scoop right after this happened. I got Bill Burr on." And he's kind of ignoring the fact that it was almost 20 years ago. <laughs> so Bill Burr has told this story so much so that he like won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> he, I guarantee in this, they don't talk about it that much. And Bill's like, I don't want to really. I listened. I listened to a little bit. He probably, he probably goes, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's fucking whatever, man. Well, here's how, here's the greatness of Joe is he's like, Hey, Bill, you historically bombed instead of talking about that. I bombed at an Italian restaurant the other night. Kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> I guess his video, he said his video went viral because he had a heckler or something. And he's like, me and you, Bill, samesies. <laughs> and Bill's like, I was in a stadium. <laughs> kind, of, kind of the same thing. You know, you were in Breaking Bad and I know Sebastian Menescalco. The same guy. <laughs> Scorsese. Sophia. <laughs> in the midst of being booed and how hilarious it was. And he was the first guest that I ever had on fixing Joe. And I had him on. Listen, so many opportunities I squandered after that, (laughs) but this was the first. I I used to be in a position where I could get guests like this. (laughs) He's just reminding us how far he's fallen. Guys, I used to get Bill Burr. Now I got Chris Scopo. <laughs> no disrespect <laughs> to Chris Scopo, by the way. I was going to come up with a, just to sh- throw a shitty analogy out there. You talked about the grim reality <laughs> of what is happening. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get, I used to get Bill Burr on. Now I'm going to get Chris Scopo and he's going to go on Luis Gomez's podcast and mock me. <laughs> at very least not have my back. <laughs> uh. I had just got fired from a comedy club. In Hartford, Connecticut, which is pretty classic because I'm doing that club yeah. this yeah. coming so weekend. So I bet, I bet what we can do now is listen to how crazy it is that Bill Burr and Joe Matarese were heckled 20 years ago. Look at their careers now. Oh, I guess I guess Joe's isn't that different. <laughs> like Joe's kind of doing this thing, like the dichotomy of our careers. It's crazy. Um, I will be there. So it's my my wife fun. also flipped off Trump. <laughs> it was just flipping off the TV. <laughs> it's the same thing, Bill. 
My wife says I can't work with Anthony Cumia either just because I'm bothering too much. <laughs> hey, Bill, my wife's pretty tan. She says, she says, quit calling that poor man. He had heart surgery. <laughs> the same thing. Hired way back when. And if I have to put the timeline together exactly, as I just did a tiny bit of research here, um, his research is a real like it uh, happened through line of today's episode. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Joe's doing research into when he posted his podcast. <laughs> Look at the date. 2006. So the podcast was probably somewhere in the year range after it. So, <laughs> so it wasn't right after. <laughs> it looks like I'm it sorry. was the first. <laughs> That's me not doing my research again. I'm sorry. After Bill had talked about it ad nauseum. <laughs> he, he was on Joe Matarese's podcast. I think Bill Burr saw this. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Joe, Joe put out, so I guess, well, you know what? To Bill's credit, he shouted out Matt Reese on a podcast recently. Did he? And he was like, oh, I haven't seen that guy in you. He, he said he was really funny. He said he liked Joe as a comic. And then, of course, Matt Reese, a 55-year-old man, clips that and puts it out as a short on his own channel. Uh, He's like, Bill talked about me. God. <laughs> First fixing That's what I did, by the way. I did that when uh, Man Shane talked about me. And I was like 28. But you don't come across like we're... I've never done anything. Like, no, no. <laughs> Matt Arise is friends with these guys. You can still do that because you're not coming across like you're on the same level as them. <laughs> well, well not, not even coming across. Like Matt Arise was on the same level as these guys. <laughs> and I'm just watching vroom, He's like in a NASCAR race, watching him zip by him. <laughs> hey, where are you going? Bill, slow down, you dirty Irish bastard. In seven, two thousand. I'm here with Mike Albanese. <laughs> and you're putting out Netflix movies. Can I say your name? Yeah, Mike Albanese. <laughs> How much Maybe. more of this is left? Uh, minute 20. All right, let Joe wrap it up. Latest. So, wow. Okay. So this is two years into my marriage <laughs> and I get fired at the Hartford. <laughs> it is two uh, years into my marriage. There was still hope in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she thought, well, certainly he won't bungle this opportunity. <laughs> Man, those were good days. <laughs> Comedy Club, City she Steam. Wasn't, two years in the marriage, she wasn't exhausted by me yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two years in, she went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> two, two years in, she was probably still kind of like, okay, I wonder if his career is going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows Bill Burr, so I'll stick around. Yeah, he seems like that guy's going places. <laughs> this is two years into my marriage, and I get fired at the Hartford um, Comedy Club, City Steam, for yelling at hecklers. I think two shows in a row. <laughs> I went off on people. and got So you're telling me that place didn't like you uh, screaming at their patrons? You also kind of spoiled the... Spoiled the whole episode. 
<laughs> just telling us what happened. <laughs> you guys obviously all heard it. <laughs> Fired. And I thought Bill Burr should be the first guest for the Fixing Joe. And I was feeling really raw, very kind of shitty. And uh, had Bill Burr on to try to fix me back then. Also with phoner, all the shit the that Bill was Burr's going on and getting fired from a con. This is a phoner? Oh. He's posting a phone call with Bill Burr. That's tough. Which, like, hey, but here's the, here's the thing I would say to Joe. If, if those aren't online already or whatever, po- by all means, post them. And say, hey, this is an old interview I did with Bill Burr. Like, that's totally fine. It's not an episode of your new podcast where you very clearly stated, I'm doing everything different. <laughs> so it's- and then... <laughs> And then week by week started doing everything the same. And now you're just throwing your hands up and saying, not only, not only am I going to do what I was doing, I'm just going to post what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Stut Joe Stanley, uh, member for three months, more kill Tony coverage, please. Rick Dietz got robbed. Oh, uh, the, the big live show, the big new year's show. Didn't see it. I'll have to check it out. I listen to Kill Tony sometimes. Um, I wouldn't say we cover Kill Tony a lot. Pretty much just when Ric Flair gets up and walks off. <laughs> right. And gets pissed off at everyone making fun yeah, of him. Yeah, but I-, I could see if there's anything worth covering in that whole uh, debacle. Cordes. Hans Kim, I think. Yes. Cordes gifted one Mike bl- uh, Blind Mike Project membership. Oh, thank you, buddy. Wow. Yeah, feel free to gift those memberships. Give them to people that don't want them. That's always fun. There is. 45 seconds left in this, and I'm convinced we can do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get through this. Comedy club, and it hadn't been the first time that I got fired uh, from a comedy club for yelling at hecklers. So uh, I was like, I, I got to fix this. <laughs> I can't get fired at my jobs. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to play you this, but I just wanted to give a little monologue at the beginning. What you're about to hear. So I had Bill Burr on you know, in this. So I could tell myself I'm doing an episode. <laughs> I want you guys to hear me tell you exactly what you're about to hear. I wanted to put a little uh, opening monologue in here so I could lie to myself and pretend <laughs> I've done some work for the week. I'm going to cover everything I do in the next 30 minutes in this four. <laughs> Bill Burr on a very old and first Fixing Joe in, like I said, 2007, 2008. If you are a huge Bill Burr fan, you'll probably like this. So uh, take a listen and uh, I'll recap. I'm going to actually listen to it live with you guys. Here it is. Bill Burr, Fixing Joe, 2007. So let's let's take TV, for example. (laughs) Listen live. (laughs) <laughs> so Kevin James did a show that I enjoy called King of Queens. Mm-hmm. You're familiar. I'm also a fan. Uh, now he also did a show called Kevin can wait also on CBS years later. <laughs> the same show <laughs> that a lot of people. Well, it's funny you say that Craig. A lot of people say it was the same show, mm-hmm. but what would really be the same show is if by episode nine, Kevin James was like, you know what? Just put a fucking King of Queens episode out. No one's going to (laughs) notice. No one gives a shit. (laughs) What do you mean Jerry Stiller's dead? They'll never notice. You don't mean it. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Why is this grainier looking? So my point is give, give guys like Kevin James credit. They may do the same things over and over again, but not literally. (laughs) 
<laughs> the way Joe is here. Tough. Tough look. Oh, Joe, you just can't get out of your own way. It's tough to watch. <laughs> but we love you, buddy. We're rooting for you. We, we, we believe in you. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Was that all we wanted to cover today? That's all we have, yeah. Boy, I think we, I think we did a fine job. Bang up job as usual. I agree. How was your uh, trip to San Diego? Did you see Hack Ride? I didn't. In fact, I, I, th- I was worried he was just going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he allowed me to enjoy my vacation. It was fun. I will tell you that I, men- I meant to mention this on uh, KMS the other day, but so many things were going on. It just slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? I guess it's not a weird thing. The amount of no. actual <laughs> shit that's just on the sidewalk in California. Oh, it's everywhere. It's um, nuts. A once honorable <laughs> journalist named Tucker Carlson did a whole story on it before. I why so I, I've heard about San Francisco and how there's like an actual app mm-hmm. about, but yeah. I guess a couple times around like one, one was um kind of near where we were staying like near Petco Park and the other was in I want to say like La Jolla or like a nice area. <laughs> <laughs> I mean what what is the the culture of California that's a thing? I mean if I was homeless I'm making my way to Southern California. It does seem fun. I mean it's got to be the easiest place to sleep outside. You know. Well even like the weather like there they all our Uber drivers and everything said it was like a cold week. Mm-hmm. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was probably what, 85. It was it was in the sixties, but like to me, it didn't feel like oh that like, f- that feels like summer right now. Here, when it's sixty, I, I'll wear like a long sleeve shirt and jeans. But right. No, it was it was uh, it was beautiful. Right. Oh, and um, another thing I meant to mention the uh, the zoo tour guide. This is my favorite part. I kind of wish if I'm walking around all day, I won't take like an edible or anything because I'm too. I'll get like too kind of spacey and paranoid. But I wish I could have taken one just for this moment. Because the tour guide is one of these people that is like, um, and over to your right, you've got the koalas. And these are some interesting creature, like that type of voice. The Disney ride voice. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. And she says something at one point that I knew would, uh, I knew you'd like this. Um, she's talking about, uh, mating the tigers. They have some breed of tigers there that they mate. <laughs> and she's like, and we make sure that these tigers are a perfect match for one another, sort of like Tinder for animals. And we also understand that genetic diversity is important for a variety of reasons. And I just wanted to raise my hand and go, why in this scenario? Like, why even mention that? What do you mean? It sounds racist somehow. You're talking about tigers. Genetic diversity is important. First of all, you're having tigers. Fuck. You're not desegregating schools. This is how Hitler started. Genetic <laughs> diversity is very important. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend if you go to the zoo, take the tour because these people are like, I mean, to it, they have a script, they have little characters that they do. And it's fun to watch because then when you get off the bus, mm-hmm. the lady's just like, hey, how's it going? You're like, what happened to the voice? You're, you're not done. <laughs> Where did that go? Where did the I swim with orca whales energy go? <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? You don't just say hi to me like you're a human being. Now, um, uh, any uh, relationship status changes on this trip? No, no, no. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> it's nice. This is a good plan, though. She like You guys keep going on vacations to nice areas. She's like, this is it. This is the one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll save that for, uh, I'll talk to Lauren Compton about what I should do. As <laughs> oh, yeah, someone actually just asked about her, what's going on with that? No idea. It's the weirdest thing. Like, so I asked, like, what's going on? And people started replying, like, oh, Don the Jeweler said your name. Well, I saw that. He's a rascal, question, Don the Jeweler. Don the Jeweler's a great man. Yeah. My question is more, why did she just, because his, his tweet didn't give, like, any details to who I am or anything. He just said, like, what do you think of Blind Mike? <laughs> Why was she inspired to quote tweet that and be like, who's at blind Mike underscore? Like tag me and then interact with tweets about me. I don't understand the fascination on her end. I don't know, but it could benefit you, I guess. Well, she hasn't followed me back. This bitch. (laughs) Get me on the show. (laughs) Everyone's a big fan of hers in the chat. I don't even know who this is. So she does a podcast for your mom's house network. Oh, okay. I heard her on. Are you garbage? Apparently, she, garbage has made me a fan of a lot of people. She's got a free OnlyFans, and her tits are nice, according to Hackrad. So that's good. Write that oh, one that right? down. Write that one down. And it's free. I guess so. What's the benefit to her? She probably gets insane money from being on your mom's house. If that's actually where she's from, if I'm to guess. I guess. I would assume it. Dem- it matters how good their podcast is doing, though, right? She probably does good numbers. Yeah, it's probably like a, like a caller. I think she's type. a huge TikTok star. She only has like forty something thousand on Twitter, but I think she has millions of followers on TikTok. That would make sense. Yeah, but I don't know. I have no. I have no update. She's not followed me, so I can't DM her. I don't know if there's another way to get in touch with her, but I can't uh, message her. Reach out. Reach out, babe. Yeah. 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 You. You call me, Lauren. That's my dating advice. Um, if you watch the Matt Rife episode, she clearly fucks him afterwards. That's from Hack Ride. <laughs> Ooh, well, you know what? We might have to cover that. Might have to watch that. That covers two birds right there. Hack Ride, good producing there. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. I feel bad. This is the, the, it feels like it was a, a chalk full episode, but it's one of the shorter episodes we've done in a while. It's two and a half hours still. All right. Well, guys, enjoy your football Sunday. Yes. Um, anything else before we get out of here, Craig? I got nothing. It was sort of my setup to plug your podcast, but at a, at a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our first show, uh, we took uh, last week off of uh, December. I heard you've taken many more weeks than that. We did a show last week. Where's Rubbed Out? Rubbed Out is like monthly right now. In the hmm. <laughs> the shit that will come to light in a little while. People understand why my. My schedule's all over the place. <laughs> mm, is Matt dead? Yes. He's going to be on the next episode. Uh, subject. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. He's actually good. He's actually good. People thought his greatest crime was pedophilia. It was, it was very funny. Um, started doing, in the early days of the Patreon, the Hanging with Blind Mike show. Yes. And then you and Matt were just betting great spots. You're like, this show's kind of stupid. <laughs> oh, was Matt doing well? I didn't really care how Matt was doing. Is he doing well? <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. <laughs> I never crossed my mind, actually. <laughs> just a narcissist over here. Um, yeah, so go check out verygoodshow.org. Yes. They'll do a show. Don't worry about when they do shows. That's not what you're paying for. Wednesday night. We'll, yeah, be, we'll be live. Hey, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Yeah. It's not whether or not they do content. Right. It's that you're supporting Craig. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, to support this program, you can go to blindmike.net. We appreciate that as well. Oh, I guess I'm doing, I guess I should leave because I got to do Hack Rides show in a minute. Oh, really? I think that's what he said. He's in the chat. He can tell me right now. Maybe. Send a link to my, does he know my email? 
Um, oh, uh, send it to Twitter. Send it to Twitter. Send the link to Twitter. Um, but yeah, go check out Hack Ride as well. Uh, he does all kinds of stuff. Even sometimes against who are these socials, which feels like a weird move. But. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> Imagine promote. It's like if I was like not on Kirk's show, but I was like, hey, could you promote that I'm doing a show on YouTube right now? <laughs> right this right this moment, it's live. <laughs> could you ask your people to go watch me <laughs> while you're on the air? <laughs> it's like when um, um, the Why You Laughing uh, premiere started happening Wednesday at eight. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Oops. Um, all right, everyone. Yeah. Go su- support the boys and then go to blindmike.net. We appreciate those of you that became YouTube members and bought gifted memberships. We appreciate all of that. Hope you enjoy. Uh, hope you stick around and, uh, all of you that super chatted as well. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you guys next time right here on the blind Mike project. And we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way. Everyone all the way. Now, this is very interesting. To, now, really, ladies, if you listen in, and men, and everybody in between. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope to hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. <laughs> Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me a Mike Vrabel story. Whatever, dude. I keep it cool at the gym. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. All right. All right. Stop, my belly hurts. My dad was in the military. What's that, sir? Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway, God bless America.